This episode of Limit Break Radio is made possible by our generous Patreon donors, including Zariz Hylian of Genova, Vimak Regal of Odin, Migoto Zetsumi of Sargatanis. Thank you so much for your support. If you want to support Limit Break Radio, visit patreon.com slash limitbreakradio. And by Alamo City Comic Con, October 28th through the 30th at the Henry B. Gonzalez Convention Center in sunny San Antonio, Texas. Alamo City Comic Con celebrates the artists that entertain us through TV, movies, comics, gaming, and cosplay. For more info, including badge prices, celebrity guests, hotel accommodations, and more, visit alamocitycomiccon.com. I'm the closest thing to God you shits up have got. Hollow. Well, I for one can't wait to get started. Juxtaposition. Everyone has bad memories of me. Ascalia. It's like fine cognac with a hint of age scrotum. And Mika. Is that supposed to be funny? LimitBreakRadio.com Five! Welcome to Limit Break Radio, episode number 62. Glad to have you guys here. Guys, we are are, are really quickly approaching... 69? Yeah, movies. No, 60, 100! 64. 63. Oh, because 64 was the number of episodes we made in the 11 run. Really? Wow, really? Yeah. So we're going to do in oh, like two and a half years what it took seven originally? Right? Wow. Isn't that kind of weird? So we got to stop after after tomorrow. <laughs> no, so we're we can't top 11. We'll come back for Final Fantasy 18 online. There you go. Do we get our pension at 65 episodes? Uh no. Social Security? Uh no. We don't. What we about don't. tenure? We don't make that money. Uh, welcome. Yeah, we have been doing this for um, 10 years. I'll have Good you job. know that the only job, people Nico. who are going to get tenure are me and then Nero, because we're the only ones that have been here for 10 years. Although, you, I, I, I have. you dropped off for a little bit. Yeah, you, you, uh, you, yeah, but yeah, then you, you guys, count. you guys quit after a while anyways, too. So, oh, yeah, we all took a break for a while. Anyway, thanks for uh, joining us here on Limit Break Radio. We are live at twitch.tv slash Limit Break Radio. Let's pop it on over to the studio. Of course, if you'd like to join us in the studio, I'm sure Kooky has uh, made mention of where our house is. I don't I don't really know. Do you guys know? Goblet Pot 34, Ward 5. Not that fucking anybody else decided to show up except me and Nero. That's why we get tenure. I know. Well, there. I was there. I was the first one there. Where, well, Clearly where, not. Prove it. Yeah, where are you now? Well, I'm not there now. Apparently. No, you're definitely not. I just why disagree. are you not there now? I don't know, because my internet's shitty. Why Why didn't I fall off then? Yeah, you guys have the same internet. I don't Them know. Windows updates are a bitch, huh? Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, that's a thing. Maybe Norton. <laughs> uh, welcome to the show. Thank you guys for joining us today. We're uh, happy to have you along here live at twitch.tv slash Limit Break Radio. We've got a lot to talk about. Of course, we uh, had uh, live letter 29 that went down on Friday. <gasps> Lots of interesting stuff to talk about there. We, of course, want to field your calls about uh, your reactions to live letter and patch 3.3. But, of course, we'll take your calls on any number of subjects. Uh, Limit Break Radio on Skype 810 515 
five or limitbreakradio.com slash discord. I am so watching the next live letter. Why? Why? Because it's live letter XXX. That's right. Oh. oh scandalous. It's going to be hot. Pants <laughs> off, dance off on the next live letter. Are they, are they, oh are they going to do like, uh, like what most what most places do and just change it to the normal like <laughs> the normal 30. 30 yeah yeah they'll move away from nor- roman numerals <laughs> that's i don't know that's that's happened a lot of times i've never known, noticed that yeah and, and yeah usually when they come to 30 they switch to regular old numbers anyway thank you guys for joining us here we've got uh, a lot to talk about uh of course again if you want to join us live we take your calls live here on the show uh limit break radio on skype 810-515-8715 limitbreakradio.com slash discord kooky our wonderful producer will be uh, happy to take your calls and uh, and uh, filter you on into us. And we'd love to hear from you about uh, 3.3, uh, about the Treasure Dungeon, Deep Dungeon, any number of the uh, uh, new features that are coming up in 3.3. Because it seems like 3.3 is going to be a beefy patch. But we also want to talk about what's not there, what hasn't been mentioned, what uh, what's not getting adjusted. So uh, some uh, some interesting interesting uh, things there uh we want to remind you that uh if you're a fan of final encounter cast or refresh and you've been missing missing those shows and you're like what happened to those on my podcast feed well we did recently update our uh rss feeds on our website so uh please it, it, you know if if final encounter cast is a show that you like head on over to final subscribe to the podcast over there uh those feeds are going to be separate and then we also have the lbr podcast network feed uh, that has all, everything that we make with that includes limit break radio that includes uh, refresh and that includes final encounter cast uh, and of course we will be live with final encounter cast over at twitch.tv slash final encounter cast after this show wraps up at about five o'clock so join us live over there we're going to be talking about uh, lots of interesting stuff uh, including the latest headlines in gaming uh, as well as uh, conversation about what makes a game truly great and uh, some, uh, if we get to it, some uh, recent uh, gaming bannings that uh, are uh, a little bit troubling, but also a little bit interesting, too. So uh, we're going to take a look at that over on Final Encounter Cast today. So, uh, of course, uh, this show is brought to you by Alamo City Comic Con. We want to tell you about Cyber City Con. Uh, that is going down Saturday, May 7th and Sunday, May 8th. That is next weekend in the uh, Marriott Plaza in San Antonio, Texas. It's a convention celebration. Giant robots of all types from Transformers to Jaegers to even Gellians to Gundams. All mech heads are welcome here. Uh, celebrity guests include uh, Dan Gilvezen, uh, the voice of Bumblebee in Transformers, but he was also the voice of Spider Man and Peter Parker in the original 80s Spider Man. Uh, artist James Reyes, who has worked uh, as a background artist for Dreamweave Comics and worked on another of uh, a, a, a number of other properties, including uh, Wonder Woman and Hulk, as well as voice actress tiffany grant of course uh, everyone's favorite redheaded psychopath from evangelion so uh make sure you check that out and uh one more thing that i want to let you guys know about uh this summer in uh, san francisco if you live out on the west coast uh there is uh and actually this is a touring thing so uh there's a couple of locations that it's going to be at but on wednesday july 27th uh as a part of their summer in the symphony series the san francisco symphony will share uh the state 
stage with Nobuo Uematsu at the Davies Symphony Hall in San Francisco, and they will perform music from Final Fantasies 6, 7, and 10. Uh, it's called uh, Final Symphony, and you can actually check that out at spielemusicconcerte.de, and I know that that is some weird spelling. It is a, uh, it's actually uh, a thing that was started in Germany and has now started to tour the States. Yeah, it's .de, so that's, that's definitely Germany. Um, and uh, Final Symphony is an officially licensed series of concerts featuring uh, symphonic music from the video game uh, series Final Fantasy. And uh, the exclusive arrangements are penned by uh, Masayashi Hamauzu uh, and uh, Joan uh, Valiontin and Roger Wanamo. Uh, Final Symphony 2 is something that's going to be coming up on June 9th, starting in Stockholm. And that is going to feature music from Final Fantasies 5, 8, and 13. Uh, that's going to be on June 9th in Stockholm. It's not available yet on iTunes. And the final one I want to tell you about is Symphonic Fantasies, which features music from all types of Square Enix titles, including Kingdom Hearts, Secret of Mana, Chrono Trigger, and Cross. And uh, that's going to be done at the London Symphony Orchestra October 6th. There is an album available for that on iTunes. Make sure that you check it out. Where's the FF9 love? You know, I... I thought I mean I thought it was pretty cool that uh, that eight getting some love for uh, Final Symphony two and thirteen, which is actually I think one of the more overlooked soundtracks in terms of uh, you know Final Fantasy. Everyone gravitates to the early stuff or the Uematsu composed stuff, and I actually really have a soft spot for the twelve and the thirteen music. Every time it comes up in the rotation, I'm like, wow, this is so good. Uh, so anyway, we wanted to uh, to let you know about that. So. Uh, let's check out what's going on with FF14 News. This is a limit breaking news update. And of course, the biggest piece of news was the live producer letter 29 uh, going down at the uh, fate event in Tokyo. And uh, I mean, did you guys watch it? How many of you guys watched it live? Did you guys even go back and watch a replay? No, I haven't. Wow. No, boo. I, I, was, oh, uh, I was streaming during the time, so I was getting updates from listeners. Were you? Yeah. It, well, now, what, what, what were your reactions at the time? I mean, because they, they dropped some pretty big bombshells, including details about the uh, treasure dungeon, which we didn't know. We were only speculating on at the time. And uh, I think it actually is a way bigger system than any of us really mm-hmm. Anticipated uh, the treasure dungeon. I thought the most interesting thing about that for me was watching everyone immediately go, "Oh my god, I gotta go build, buy maps. I gotta go buy my maps." And that's exactly and what they did. Everyone did, Price and then put off like oh, twenty yeah. times as much as they cost. Oh yeah, the price is ridiculous yeah. right now. So uh, if you had dragon skin maps and uh, you were able to make a killing on those, congratulations. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, shout out to the unofficial trans uh, translation that was done by uh, Marco Turn. Uh, that's what we're using to uh, basically uh, kind of uh, jump off and, and use as a uh, translation point. So uh, shout out to uh, shout out to you. Uh, so let's start by talking about the name. The name they started off r- right out of the gate, causing a little bit of controversy. <laughs> Titling the patch "Revenge of." The horde. Burn the horde. Burn the horde. Blood and thunder. Storm, earth and fire. Heed my call. 
Uh, this is a really interesting decision. Was it though? It's the Javanian horde. They've called it that before. No. That is true. Okay, but also, you're right. But in Japan, it's called the Last Howl or something like that. It's not called Revenge of the Horde in Japan. I think that they purposefully named it Revenge of the Horde to play on World of Warcraft. Maybe. You think knowing, so? Knowing it, it was going to give them pu some publicity. Because, come on, how <laughs> great was their comeback? Because th th there was a little tweet thing going on. It didn't last as long as I thought it was going yeah, to. Yeah, there was. it was just a really quick back and yep. forth. But, uh, um, Square Enix, of course, uh, uh, announced the uh, the patch with the graphic. Uh, the official World of Warcraft Twitter account shot back with uh, <laughs> with, uh, what is it? Revenge, it yeah, Revenge, Revenge of the of what? what? Yeah. <laughs> And it was uh, it was uh, 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 an image uh, from the the World of Warcraft preview or whatever, where the what, the orc is like kind of given like an eyebrow, <laughs> and then their response was so great. It was from uh, the Heavensward cinematic, where right. the, the the human that we're always seeing dons the uh, the dragoon armor and you yep. know flings his lance around and then shuts his, his visor, and it said, "Don't worry." We are prepared, which is a callback to the Burning Crusade. Uh, Illidan quote, you are not prepared. <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did you know that? I did not that's, know that's that. Why that's, that's why I, that was so great. Wow, I actually did not know that. Yes. That's a nice little in-shot from, uh, from Square is. Enix. And wow, good job, I know, Square I, Enix. I really wanted uh, World of Warcraft to, to, to come back on that, but they must have How been like... How do you? I know, yeah. right? Yeah. We they're just like, got wrecked. Damn. Like, oh, God. <laughs> I, yeah, that's... Ooh, that's a nice Savage. that's a nice little jab from uh from f14 twitter absolutely was oh cheers yeah. that's great i don't have a world of warcraft account do you <laughs> no i have a life <laughs> <laughs> i almost feel like it was so good that it had to have been staged no, no way. No way. No way. No, I don't think that no. it was staged. With, I mean, they might have had a plan like, look, you know, let's name it Revenge of the Horde. Maybe we'll get a little bit, you know, of, of, of play off of, you know, the, uh, right. the, the wow, the Blizzard people. And and they probably even had, you know, if they say something, this is how we'll come back. Uh, right. Yeah, but there, there's no way Blizzard was in on it. <laughs> oh, man. That's too funny. Oh, too, too funny. Yeah, because if, if they were, they probably would have had something bigger planned and gone back and forth more than they did. Yeah. Yes. See, yeah. here's the thing is that that you know uh we would like to uh invite any any you know any wow fans wow listeners we had mentioned this on twitter but we'd like to invite any uh wow fans or wow players to let us know what you think about the title do you think that it's actually it, it, do, do you feel do you feel the burn like do we need to get you some med heal do we need to get you some you know well like, i mean world of warcraft did invent the term horde so it, it wouldn't make oh sense. yeah Very that's true, true. i forgot callback. i forgot about that hey 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 the Huns have some word for you. <laughs> uh, so, uh, let's see. Announced as a part of the uh, patch 3.3, of course, we know we're going to get the final chapter of the Dragonsong War. Uh, that, I mean, we've known for a while that 3.3 was going to, you know, was going to kind of conclude the Dragonsong War storyline. But there, here we kind of get uh, final confirmation of it. And uh, I think that, the, yeah, we're, we're definitely set to square off against Nidhogg. And uh, yeah, interested in. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of I'm I'm interested that we're ending the main narrative at 3.3, and so I have to believe that we're gonna get a 3.4 and a 3.5, and so I have to wonder where they're going to be shifting the narrative from there. Are we finally gonna be getting some payoff when it comes to the uh, uh, Edan Papalimo storyline? Has to be. I mean. If we're coming up to the I don't know. End, they've, they've set up a lot, though. Yeah, well, they, we're coming up to the what should hopefully eventually or or hopefully be the end of, you know, the uh, 
the Dragon Song conflict, the right? The Iskar narrative, really. Yeah, and the only ones that we haven't gotten back is Pablimo and Yidda. But, but they're we, not but in we know, Iskar. They're know. clearly somewhere well, like I know, but, right. but I mean, those are like the only big, you know, last pieces of the whole Scion uh, uh, situation that hasn't been brought back into the fold, so they're absolutely going to use them to bring us into whatever the next big conflict is. It, it it, could it, also it's, be the, it's, it's the only smart choice. It could also be the Warriors of Darkness. We could, they could we keep following that trail. Uh, there's, so many, uh, there's so many things at well, play. We've also got the Warring Triad, too, and we don't... Uh, and, 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 and the Garleans are involved by proxy now, in the Warring Triad. The so Warring, there's Warring a Triad, lot. even though it has main story, is separate from the main story. Yeah, right, right. Nice. So, well, right. the Warring Triad is the only sort of question mark I have on where's that going. The Warriors of Darkness, all we know is that they're tied to the Asians, and the reason that they summoned them was because the Warriors of Light are becoming a bit too problematic, and it's kind of like, all right, you know what, let's bring out the big guns. I don't think the Asians control the Warriors of Darkness. I think that that was just sort of like, all right, look, we're unleashing you now to hopefully do something about the Warriors of Light. So I feel like they're going to be playing sort of like a wild card round, and that's something it's no idea where that's going, but uh, Poplimo and Yida is definitely going to be drawing us into the next conflict, I think. I I mean, there's just, there's a lot of dangling plot threads. We've also got, uh, we've also got, what's his name uh, in, in Ulda that uh, had Cartano in play, and we don't know if any of the, if this new PvP oh, zone yeah, how that's, that's going, going to impact the uh, the narrative. Yeah, either. what the fuck is his name? Uh, uh, yeah, I can't even. Lolo Rito. Yeah, Lolo Rito. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like they just kind of like dropped the ball and just like kind of forgot about Omega. I, no, because just because we know he's there doesn't mean that we have to jump on that. You know, I think there's a difference between like dangling plot holy thread things like the warring triad and stuff that you know like like looming dangers such as omega you know right. just because we know well, it's there doesn't mean that well I mean the three nations have been fighting over the plot of land that is omega territory for like you know an expansion okay but how many people actually know omega's down there is that like a a commonly held uh uh piece of information or is that just something that we like came across because we know that little rito talked about it well the world leaders know about it that's why we're fighting over that land isn't it I thought that the reason we're fighting over is just because all of that stuff, like, okay, obviously it's going to have some type of value, like, you know, to be salvaged or something, but it's not like, oh, shit, there's a fucking weapon under there and we need it now. Yeah, see, I don't know who it's. See, that's the thing is that it's been so long since we've since we've visited this part of the storyline. I can't remember who knows anything about it or not. I just don't know. It, it, it's been yeah. forever. See, I kind of thought that it was only Lolarito who knew. Yeah. About See, that's, it. What, I that's what I thought. That's what I because thought. Because I don't think the leaders are that concerned about it because they've turned the whole conflict into a type of war game. So I don't think that anyone's really like, we need to have that as so much as it is, look, we all want it. Why don't we kind of turn this into a way for our different, you know, grand companies right. and, and soldiers to let off steam? Well, and the whole narrative of Ishgard has really been uh, basically a distraction to get us out of the mainlands of Eorzea for a while. So, I mean, when we do eventually go back, I imagine we'd be able to pick up at that point. But, like, uh, Ultima was pressed to the forefront because the Garleans had it. But are but are we going to go back there? I don't know that we are going to go back to the mainland in sort of the same way that Cataclysm went back and redid a lot of the zones in WoW. Uh, you know what Warcraft I mean? Warcraft reference? Ooh. <laughs> How crazy would it be if, like, 
three expansions from now, like Omega suddenly becomes a problem. Uh, well, that's the thing is that they could be setting it up as a, as a more long term thing. It's just we I, I think I think we need to revisit that at some point to remember that it's even still a thing. Yeah. OK, uh, I'll give you that. Yeah. And and mm-hmm. we need to know how how that storyline is going to advance. Like we now have a new PVP mode that's going to be coming for front lines. Does that mean that we're also going to be getting a bit more information in this in this area because you know. they, they really strongly attached the Omega thing to uh, Cartano. Right. Now, remember uh, recently, I forget if it was a, if it was a live letter exactly what it was, but they did mention that before 4.0, we we're going to be getting another grand company uh, rank up. Right. And they mentioned that they wanted to do that in a way that was meaningful. So it's not just going to be like, all right, cool, you can rank up now. That could be their in for sort of reintroducing us to the idea or the concept of Omega. Um... I'm not sure how, though. Uh, I don't know either. But. Yeah. Uh, well, outside of the uh, main storyline quest, we are going to be getting new Beast Tribe quests. Yes. Uh, which are going to be... Uh, uh, it it no, seems no. like... Well, it's like a, a, a co-colony of Moogles and Dragons. Moogles and Dragons? Yeah, some people seem to be confused. Are we getting Moogles and we're getting Dragons, or just do the Moogles have something to do with the Dragons? I think it's Moogles and Dragons that want to live in peace. I think what it might oh. be is maybe the Moogles are trying to appease the Dragons somehow, or, or the, the, the Moogles are in just some way related to the Dragons. Uh, I think that's what it is. I don't, I don't really think didn't that the they, okay, Moogles and the on. Dragons would live together. Yeah, no, didn't they back in the day... Um, Moogles like help out the they dragons. Like I have no it. idea. I think they were like yeah. servants of yeah. some sort yes. or something. Oh, yeah. Okay. And then Bad Nidhogg like killed Moogles or something. Yeah. I already Shattered see Dimwit87 saying, God damn it, more Moogles. That is no. exactly why they're making yes. more Moogles. They said people are so jaded and slighted by the horrible Moogle quests yeah. that they are making them beastmen so that we will hopefully love them again. Interesting, though, that, you know, during uh, uh, during PAX, Yoshi P said that we would be getting our revenge on uh, the king, the the Moogle king, and we thought, you know, maybe Moogle Mog, but we also no, thought Moglin as yeah. well. And now that we know that this is going to be the Beast Tribe quest, I, I'm I'm interested to see what the well, type of revenge we're getting yeah, on Moglin is. We get, we get is. to feed Moglin to a dragon, and that is it's, how they restore it's, peace. It's obviously going to be something lighthearted be awesome. and comedic because what you have to remember is even when we were out doing those quests, it kind of it kind of played on the idea. Like he realized he was sending you you around to do these shitty little errands you know yeah so i think in doing these quests we're probably gonna like do little like sort of pranky things to him or sort of like turn the tables a little bit okay so i have a question does anyone else feel like underwhelmed by dragons after the recent like uh nath quests because i feel like at this point like dragons are just dogs because they have fleas you need to take care of their pups and stuff <laughs> i feel like dragons are just glorified dogs at this point <laughs> You know, I don't disagree with that. <laughs> well, I, no, we'll see I how you feel after fine. Revenge of the Horde. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's not a big deal to me because, I mean, Annex Tribe, why wouldn't they have fucking parasites on them? They're fucking animals just like anything else. They're, 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 they're gross. Fire. They're gross. Breathe fire breath bath. You don't, and you don't think that over the millennia, their fleas or their ticks or whatever the fuck it is that they have have become immune to fire in some way or something? I don't no, they're dragons. Know. They have super special fire. So we have to use that like weird bug mounts farting to get rid of it. <laughs> farting, it's fumigation. Uh, it, no. It, it, AKA farting. Yeah, yeah, it's a fart. 
Yeah, there's a gland that lives that 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 has inside of its body. Actually, and it no, secretes. because if you do the Nath quests, uh, in the last one, you see the little one mind Nath guy or whatever is riding one of those without any of the weird armor and shit. Like it's just a bug. And oh it, yeah, it's like like weird spindly yeah, legs. Yeah, and, and, and it stuff. doesn't look like an abomination. So it's the actual uh, the 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 Nath that I we're with have that. turned it into an abomination. <laughs> I see. <laughs> Who's the real evil? <laughs> well. I mean, they are the drug dealers of Eorzea. They so. really are. Yeah, they are. Uh, so uh, we also know that we're going to be getting new side quests. Now, they weren't specific about what the side quests were. Um, they did mention Hildebrand and the <sighs> animal weapon. When is Scholasticate coming back? I, you know, that may fall under side, just in general side quests, because that was, that's just a... Well, a, they a, need to announce it. I, know, I thought it was actually a decent plot line. Like, I did, too. The quests were very involved, but the plot line was good. When well, Yeah, when I actually sat down and did it i was surprised by how much i enjoyed it uh and how well i thought it was written and so i would like to see either that you know they were uh, square enix return to that at some point or at least just wrap it up because you, you want season two of your anime <laughs> yeah my anime school yeah your anime that's high right. school that's right um but uh we do know that we're going we're set for more hildebrand quests because uh hopefully I mean, more than two this time yeah all they said was hildebrand they said nothing else you know what would be really cool uh because we at one point had theorized that maybe uh hildebrand and the scholasticate would like merge into one storyline right what i think might actually be cooler is instead of them merging to becoming one storyline they merged but stayed their own separate storyline so we could see it from like two different perspectives yeah i mean that's sort of what i was thinking they were gonna try to move towards yeah. but yeah they, they like de- i so don't far. think <laughs> no i i mean i'm with i'm with juxta I've, i feel like they've just completely dropped that one eventually we're going to find out that hildebrand's just accepted a position as headmaster of a new school <laughs> would not uh i don't know does the school start flying uh so we also uh will get the next step in the animal weapon which is sorely needed uh can customize the stats will uh, not have a fail chance and will have multiple methods to increase stats what do you guys make of this didn't they I mean, say somewhere that it's not going to use atma it's not going to use or, or or materia. Materia. Yeah, materia. Correct. Like, no, they said it, you, it will not use alexandria but will use materia no i thought it said no materia either I don't know. The translation I read said no Alexandrite will use materia. Uh, Are you sure? Mm-hmm. I think it, I mean, I that's think the translation com- I saw. I don't know. We need personally. confirmation in the chat, please. Cookie, confirmation, please. And I think that's what it means by fail chance. It's like you're going to attach the materia. There's not a chance to fail. It will succeed, but there's different ways to do it. Because I remember seeing something in a translation about how you earn attribute points. Hmm. Attribute points? Yeah. That's attribute. new to me. I guess... I don't know. I wonder why every translation is slightly different on this then, because if they went into depth about it, like, why didn't... I don't know. I don't feel like any of the translations I've seen have went into complete depth about it. Taser's yeah. saying he said materia, but the fail rate won't <sighs> be crap. Man, I just started selling all of my materia. Are you serious? Why would you do, why would you do that? Why would you even do that? You need it for your gear anyway. Why yeah. would you sell it? Well, that I doesn't do, make any sense. I'm saving, like, ten of them for... for gemming out my gear but like i had like a stack of like 40 rank fours from doing beast tribe so i started selling them off 
Yeah, you cause, do, cause you do end up with a lot. Because the translation said that I wouldn't need to use Materia on it. So it I, said no Alexandria. That's a fa- first of all, that's a fan translation, so I wouldn't... I oh, wouldn't I'm saying we could translation long ago. Oh. Like, well, months. because of the last time we used Materia, we had to have Alexandria and Materia. So I think they're saying this time we don't have to worry about Alexandria. Well, fucking duh. I mean, dude, you really think we're going to use Alexandra again when I have a stack of a hundred of it? Like that, like like some kind of tokens and materia, right? An item that you bonded. Some uh, form of catalyst. Arthur's is saying there's no materia. Yoshi said that if there were materia, it will be a system that the catalyst won't break, but you get RNG stats raised. Oh, that's weird. That is weird. Uh, Taser then saying he said no materia, and then the fail rate wouldn't be there. So no materia, and there won't be any kind of fail rate for increasing your stats. He said there's no materia, but if there were materia, this is what it would be like. I guess. (laughs) That doesn't make make any sense. Like if he already has that planned out, that kind of sounds like yeah. uh, Yeah, The spoilers for three point four. Crimson Dragon is saying Arthur's is right. Uh, Lord Chaos said Yoshi said that we won't use materia, and he said it many time so no material okay. no okay. material all right thank god there no material yeah stop being bad all right so uh we did get a uh, dungeon preview so uh why don't we uh take a look at that yeah oh yeah preview uh, this dungeon yeah dungeon uh, let's preview. get deep inside it penetrate it okay how deep are we going all right so just just so you know i'm the back i'm taking this from the actual live letter itself there's not they they uh, the official ff14 youtube hasn't released this as its own trailer yet so brought to you by nico nico uh you gonna play it yeah it's playing is it is there 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 no sound i don't know i don't there might not be sound how dumb is that oh there is oh there is sorkai yeah, so Sorkai. here uh, we see uh, the first dungeon that they showed off called Sorkai. Is anyone else this really is like Sea of? No, it's not the Sea of Clouds. This would be turning mists. Is anyone else like disappointed that we know that the end of the Dragon Song War is this patch? Like, wouldn't you rather be surprised at the end? No, because no. we don't know what the end looks like and yeah. I think that's where the surprise comes from like we all, yeah, we all just assume okay kill Astinian maybe save him all is right in the world but will it be well, I'm just saying like wouldn't it be more exciting for us to go in blind and like be like oh we just ended the war what's next no now? I agree I wish they wouldn't have told us that nah, but. I'm fine I'm fine with it yeah I, I'm kind of okay too because we sort of know that we can put it to bed and, and move on after this well mm. I don't I think it would have been more of a fun surprise since we thought the, the Dragon Song War was going to be the entire expansion That's and true. knowing that it's not kind of takes away part of the fun yeah but I mean it's not like the expansion was called Dragon Song it was called Heaven's Word which encompasses a lot more content than just, just the Dragon Song Where the, we haven't because gone to the that and like the last two expa- or patches with story have like the story's just kind of dragged and repeated. Like yeah. I was ready for the Dragon Song War to end. Yeah, I kind that's that. I, you know what, Escalia, I'm I'm at the same place. I'm I'm ready for it to be over. Yeah. Now this is really big, this is big. really interesting because uh, let me just back this up here a hot second because we see what looks like uh, uh, that same structure that's up in uh, in the Trine, and, Annex yeah, Trine. in Annex Trine. Which, Wait, no, no, not the Annex. The place that's in the Churning Mists. Oh yeah, Churning. What's oh, yeah, that? Yeah, what's yeah. that one called? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Horizon. No. Something like that? 
I forget. I forget what the warp the is Scalia, called. what's it called? I never, no one ever Turning goes. Mist, fuck that place. No one ever goes there. No, there's no reason to go there. Unless anyway. You're going for a hunt or something. Well, no, but I'm. Oh, no, you're I, right. No one ever goes there. I seem to recall, <laughs> I seem to recall that that structure was made specifically. Zenith. 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 Thank you. Yep. That that structure was made specifically, what, like by the dragons or by. Uh, I think it might have been a collaborative thing, but that was like the sort of place that I think symbolized the, the peace in the right. alliance between the dragons and the humans. Exactly. So it's. Interesting to note that there is another place that is uh, almost identical. Some place is, is it the same place, or is it a different place, or is it the same? Well, place? I think it's a different place. It could be. Like the it other could, side we could of be it. going to that place. No, because you can go there now. Yeah. Hmm. Well, plus just the, like from this area right here, I don't think there's, and it doesn't look exactly like that. It just it resembles. Right. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Like I, those are the Gozerians going to show up there. <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, we got uh, not only uh, Sorkai, but we've also got Hallbreaker Isle. Ugh. Oh, yay. I liked Hallbreaker no. Isle, guys. Oh, I hated it's, this dungeon. It's been turned into into like a training ground now. Yeah, and how great was Holly Tally Hard Mode? That place sucked ass. Yeah. I don't know. What it wasn't terrible. Mean by it sucked ass. I it was because you could speed and pull everything. It yeah. was a fast was dungeon. Fast. You got through it nice and quick. There was nothing super annoying about it. No, the annoying it was part. A cool context. No, the annoying part was having to drag everything underneath those spike balls. So when you got shit tanks that didn't do that, it fucking dragged. Okay, except now you have your own minion army to call upon, so you don't have that fucking problem anymore. Don't shake your head at me. <laughs> I hated uh, Hullbreaker Isle. I was not excited to well, see Well, you know what? Back. That's why we don't take you into dungeons with us, Ascalia. I wouldn't go with you. <laughs> yeah, you Hullbreaker would. Hullbreaker Island was like the first time where the roulette shit happened where you'd get the same dungeon every single time, and it was always Hullbreaker. So I got sick of it after a while. What was the other dungeon up against Hullbreaker? Can't remember. Uh, I don't know. I always got Hullbreaker. Yeah, I don't remember either. Was Let it Hawk Manor hard? Finder. It may have been. Maybe. It may have been. Um, I think the music is one from 1.0. Is it? Yeah. It was interesting. Either, it, they, was, it was either Brayflox hard or Temtara hard. Yeah, look at all those gates. You can be able to pull that really quickly. That's interesting to note because uh, during the uh, presentation, they noted that uh, Sokin had finished the music two days ago. I actually don't think that that's 1.0 music. I think it just sounds remarkably similar to the 1.0 music. I just, I just, Hallbreaker original was 1.0 music. Right. I was going to say, I, I just like envision now uh, Yoshi P being like, yeah, yeah, Sokin, uh, Sokin finished that music uh, two days beforehand. Like giving this sideways glance. He's like, yeah, totally didn't just. Take that from 1.0 two days ago. <laughs> well, not because it's because so, it sounds like the Limsa 1.0 theme, which always to me like the uh, the downbeat sounded like someone beating on an anvil or uh, yeah, like a hammer hitting an anvil. Yeah. And I, I was catching that same that 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 same audio quality out of that, but I actually don't think it's the same music. I think they actually change up the note progression in there. Um, I think it's supposed to. It's a deliberate call back to that. But I don't know that it is the same music. I don't think it is, at least. I could be wrong. Somebody want to correct me on that if uh, if I am. Uh, so uh, I'm going to go ahead and try to uh, queue up. Here we go. We've got the Void Arc. Void Arc. Uh, the Weeping City of Mach. Yeah. Machak. Machak. Gotta get more phlegm in there. Wait, so the next void arc isn't in the darkness? No, it's nope, in like sure the light isn't. Day. 
It's like, you know, it was too dark last time, so let's go on a vacation. So do we not care about the fucking giant coffin that... We're chasing it. But he went into the void with it. This is in the void. We have to find a way into the void, I guess. <laughs> it's remarkably sunny. In but the this void. is the third one? No, this is second the second one. one. Oh, right, it is. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. I'm like, wait a minute. This is the what were you one. thinking was the second one? I f- fuck if I know. <laughs> wow. Uh-huh. It just feels like we've been in there forever. Because of the World of Darkness. We have been. Yeah, World of Darkness did sort of paint with the same color palette that they used for uh, Void Art. Which is, which is good that we're going out into the. Yeah to the sun now. I think this is pretty cool. Like, uh, I'm always curious about uh, the Makai, and uh, I think that this will be a good opportunity excuse me, to learn... Uh, I mean, the, the fact that it's called the Weaving City of Mahawk, I think it's technically, like, even though it's a dungeon, clearly, it's technically, like, another zone, right? It's an actual city that's out in the world that we're going to. Yeah, it'd be nice. See, that, that's one of the things that I wish that they would add to the oh, game. Oh, dude, look at that temple in the background. I never noticed that in, in the first... Uh, in the first pass here, let me let me back that up real quick. Back but that as, ass. But as it as we kind of pan around here, dude, look at where we're look at oh, where we're kind of holy shit. Yeah, look at where wow. we're sort of working towards. There's we've got this gigantic pyramid, sort of like maybe like Evangelion Sale like maybe Diablo's took it into the world or into the realm of darkness or the void or whatever to get to someplace. Maybe we're going inside. Well, we are going inside because now, yeah, because there's some type of ritual going on in there. Uh, but something that WoW always did... And we that, got more that, and more coffins right here. shit. That I've yeah. been really jealous of that I wish they would add is the ability to go to dungeons and raids in the world and, like, you know, explore them just, just opened up. Yeah. Now, this that's is... That's not 1.0's th- dungeons were, though. I, this is oh, one of... Yeah, this has got to be one of the coolest rooms in the whole thing right here. Yeah. This is so fucking cool. Uh, and, I, I mean, the just the, the zone design is really, really impressive. Wow. And unique to the game. I, I can't think of anything else that looks like this. Because it starts out so different. Fucking Tron you Temple. you go inside, then you go outside again. Fuck, this is awesome. I hope they don't keep the same music, though. I know. They won't. They're just playing like us the to music hide the music. Art. Or maybe it's not done yet. They did mention, though, that this wasn't the... For a few things, that this isn't the music. Okay. Yeah. Uh, So there you go. Those are a couple of the uh, uh, previews that we got. I think that's all of the video. Why do they always knock out, like, the 24-man dungeons in terms of, like, aesthetic and stuff, and then just drop the ball in, like, the actual raids? (laughs) He took off the video and went right back to a picture of somebody's crotch. Yep, sure did. (laughs) You're going to get us Twitch banned. Yeah. (laughs) Inappropriate. Uh, so uh, that I, I mean, beautiful, just beautiful looking zones right there, and uh, I, I don't know. I, I I'm really excited for this second step of, of Void Arc. Although I, you? I mean, just just to run it the first time, and then it's like, yeah, oh, okay. say, it's gonna be easy. You know that. Yeah. You, you know exactly. what I'm waiting for. All right. What they knocked it out of the park with the actual zone design, right? Let's see if they drop the ball on armor or not. Because the last armor was oh not great. Oh, my god! Oh, it was not good. Well, they didn't have really good, uh, anything good to, like, draw upon for inspiration for the zone. I mean, it was just void arc darkness. Yeah, like, if they, if, they, if they designed their armor based on, like, what the inside of that temple looks like, that would be badass. Yeah. Uh, so there's going to be the addition of new trials, including uh, Extreme. Uh, there is the, uh, the, I don't know if it was supposed to be censored or if that's going to be the actual name, but there was just like four O's. No, <laughs> no. I think they mentioned that it, it, it has to do with the story, so they didn't want to spoil it. Yeah. So I'm going to guess right there, Nidhogg. Nidhogg Extreme. Yeah. Yeah. But, I what think- about Nidhogg Hard Mode? 
I think that, that, we'll that's have story mode. Yeah, they'll have a story mode, and then they'll have oh, extreme okay. mode. So yeah, I think I think it's pretty safe to uh, assume that that's going to be uh, who we're facing off against. Uh, and then this is really interesting. We learned uh, our first bit of info, like we heard for the first time. We've heard for a couple of of interviews now that we're going to get something called treasure hunt dungeons, and we didn't know what exactly this would look like, and so we finally got our first outline of the aqua, aqua, Aquapolis. Aquapolis. There we go. It sounds like the a, water temple. It sounds like a Sonic Zone. Aqua. It does. It, oh my it god! It does. Uh, so, uh, this I think is really interesting because they say that the entrance to the dungeon will randomly be rewarded after dragon skin maps. What does that mean? Like, is it a drop no, item? No, you're going to complete a, a dragon skin map. And when you get your treasure chest and everything and you're all done with it, maybe like a point's going to appear that you can click on that'll take you into the dungeon. Oh, God, I hope no, not. No, 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 no. It's even worse that it appears during the dragon song map. But if you don't get it before you leave or before you get the chest, then it's gone. Forever. No, oh my no God. even better. A window's going to pop up with commence or withdraw. And someone who's not paying attention to your party is going to fuck it all up. Because if you don't commence, that's it. You lost the chance. It's got to be some kind of pop system. It's got to be some kind of pop item or trade item that you give to somebody i mean it just that's that is no i have an entire dungeon just appears in front of you like you're standing there and then all of a sudden this building just drops in front of you, you but it's an it. eight person dungeon you act that actually takes Wait, some it's, prep it's eight person? eight person it, it depends on how many people you yeah. have in your party when really? it drops it, now remember the I thought it was up to eight it's, uh, It is It's up yeah. to eight yeah. So it's like If you have four people In your party You four can enter So does it scale to you Or do you I would uh, think so We don't really I know Dick roll if it's eight people Who knows or, um, Now we had something Similar to this In FF11 <laughs> With the sandworm NM In, in the past That would <laughs> yeah. transport you That is To another place So that it is could true. be That after you open it Everyone in the party Is just transported God, Automatically God I fucking hope not That was one of the That's worst That was one of the worst Design features okay. from FF11. Well, that was terrible. 11 is you had to stand in a particular spot so that he would grab you. Right. If you got missed, you were fucked. Yeah, see, this is different because it's once you open the treasure chest, maybe it just teleports everybody down there. Yeah, that's how I think it's going to go. Shut up, Woody. All right. <laughs> what do you mean, all right? Do you have no dignity, man? No. No self-respect? He works ever, on our staff. Why don't you ever... Well, so do you, but you're here. Okay. Well, he has no dignity. Or so, dignity or I know. That's what I'm saying. He's like, well, he's on our staff. But so are you, but you actually talk and you push back against us sometimes. Come on, Papa I'm not Woody. an intern. Stand up for yourself. <laughs> no, stand, like, like stand up for yourself. Go. Come stand on. Up. Stand up. Seriously, you've lost your chair yes. privileges. Stand, stand up. <laughs> All right. There we go. Take his chair away. No, All right. No, now sit down. No, sit down. No, no, not in the chair. Sit down on the floor. <laughs> Juxta, what? I am trying to teach him, and all you're doing is abusing him in your power. Yeah. I God. don't know what to do anymore. I told you to sit down on the floor. <laughs> all right, just go back to not saying anything. Uh, so, yeah, up to eight people. I, I mean, this just seems like a, a, a really interesting design choice, considering that literally every other piece of content we have, we queue in through the duty finder for. Oh, CNC just said they said that the map itself will show you a dungeon location. Then you gather people to go treasure hunting in that dungeon. Yeah, See, says, that's cool. I'm into that. Entrance will appear randomly when uncovering dragon skin maps. It doesn't say completing. Huh. 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 Oh, so like every time somebody mines up a map, there's you get a chance that that map in the location. Yeah, might show a location to a dungeon. Wait, Interesting. This sounds so confusing. Yeah, yeah I can't. Like, Do I have to gather? That? 
I don't want to gather. Oh, wait, wait, wait. So you're saying when you decipher a map, it could show you a treasure chest or it could show you a dungeon. Right. That's kind of what this looks like. Interesting. I don't know. That's so... Unhidden maps are already hidden until you do that actual map. You have a chance. All right. Juxta. What? I think we're going to have to gear up our gatherers. Hey, see, I know I thought I thought that this was uh, something that you would be really interested well, in. Well, I, I was I'm always interested in the idea of the treasure hunting, uh, but there were a few gates that kind of stopped me from doing it. The first was actually having a gatherer that was geared. I mean, I, I have two gatherers at 50. Oh, shit. I have to love them to 60. <laughs> I, I have all my gatherers at 60. Um, Nika, nobody's talking to you right now. No, I'm talking help. to me. I'm saying I'll help. Like, we can do it together. Well, let me get to what my second gate was. Sharing things with people. Yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> Uh, now, now, granted, yeah, fair enough. granted, now that we have uh, the FC and we have all these minions and stuff, I don't think it's that big of an idea. So, they just give us all the stuff. So, yeah, I'll just, you just I'll, see the FC as free labor. I will, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Are you kidding? Do you not? Fuck yeah. If you're not using it that way, I don't know what's wrong with you. So, basically, anyone who's in our FC, I will allow to come. As Maybe long as they not. don't want anything. So long as... No, I mean, we'll work something out, but Nika's not in the FC, so... Yeah. That's true. Nika's FC not in the FC. Oh, okay, fine. Then you don't get my maps that I dig up. I don't give a shit. I'm going to dig up my own maps. And did you forget the <laughs> Nika, part We have, I have an entire army of minions? <laughs> we have, like, four master crafters that have transferred over from, from other servers that, like, have all specializations available. We don't need you, Nika. <laughs> okay, that crafting has nothing to do with gathering, but... Okay. Uh, they have all of those things. They are all of it. I think you're just hurt because I said we don't need you, Nick. I could hear it in your voice. No, fine. I have my own FC and they treat me right. <laughs> Awkward. I, I I do think that the uh, Aquapolis could be cool, but it it could also be really bad depending on how they what the rewards are i was gonna say now when you talk about a room full of treasure chests that sounds awesome well and they did show a screen they did show a screenshot of a character in what looked like a room full but, of treasure but here's the problem if it's just all like fucking treasure. elixirs and high ethers yeah. and it's fucking cedar gill and shit woohoo hundred thousand gill it's got to be worth it. It's got to be nice. No, yeah, absolutely. If it has like a few hundred K in it, that's great. Or or things that are considered rare, like uh, like kingly whiskers or, you know, like things like that. Stuff that your retainers can bring back that's worth that's something. That's actually worth something and actually cool. Yeah. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see what kind of things. Or just it's, it's tomes, cra- lore tomes, crafting mats that you can only get from Aquapolis. But it sort of hinges on what the rewards end up being. It apps one hundred percent. It hinges on incentive. <gasps> yeah, hmm. I have a feeling that the XP rewards scrolls. will be random too every time. XP scrolls, bring those back. I I, I agree. <gasps> I think Nika, you're not wrong. AOE XP scrolls that give you XP on all your jobs at oh, once. Oh, shut up! Shut no, up. get out of Terrible. here. Terrible. Uh, and then, of course, we uh, got another look at Deep Dungeon. Not really anything that we didn't already know. Uh, there will be Duty Finder for matchmaking. Glowing weapons are upgraded during the dungeon. Once it's finished, it can be taken out for other contexts. So those, gl- those weapons are real? That is, yes. That, that <laughs> That's good news, I think. I have uh, to do Deep Dungeon. <laughs> and then there will also be special bosses appearing on multiple floors. That is uh, very ominous and... Uh, Nizul Isle-like? Yeah, it is. Uh, the whole thing seems very... Very, very nice little aisle like. Uh, so, why don't we go to our phone lines? We've got uh, Crimson Tinted of Balmung hanging online. Crimson, welcome to Limit Break Radio. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Hey, thanks for calling. So, uh, you want to talk about uh, Palace of the Dead? Yes. And actually, you, you started to bring up the point that I was going to make, but I'll, I'll expand on that a little bit. 
Um, I have a great deal of trepidation about any new, about new PV content types that Square Enix releases, especially after the diadem situation and how the loot progressed in there and how it just in the first couple of weeks turned into a straight loot farm because of what I argue would be the relatively poor tuning of the loot, you know, giving people such good loot out the gate. Yeah. And I, I have a, a strong fear that Pals of the Dead could very easily go the same way. You know, it feels like with both of these cases, we got a system that they, they were very concerned with the play style of the system, you know, working on the mechanics of it. And the loot systems almost feel like an afterthought in, you know, in, in all these generations of new PvE content. Sure. And I, I, I feel like they need to sort of take a, a stronger upfront look at the loot system and at the balance of, of what they're putting out there. Because if, if, if the Palace of the Dead just gives you, you know, garbage weapons that are worse than Sepi or worse than Lore, why bother? Right. right. Because Great. the glow, bro. Well, hold, hold on. Hold well, on. The, yeah, that glow is pretty, I have to say, that that is pretty Actually, damn compelling. I hope that the weapon is kind of crappy so people that only want that glow will get it. Because then, like, if it's if it's the top item level weapon of the uh, of the patch, then everyone's gonna farm it. But if it's only good for the glamour, then it'll be rarer. Um. Well, uh, maybe. I, well, okay. See, see. Here, here's the problem between uh between Diadem and what we know so far of Palace of the Dead. Because right off the get go, even if it is Diadem level, I think it's still gonna be better than the Diadem for this reason. The first thing is you pointed out uh that you know Diadem was basically just you win, you did the 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 stuff, and you got the loot. I mean. Down to its basic core, that was, that's what anything is. You go in and you farm or you do whatever it is you do to get the loot. The problem that Diadem had was there was just kill shit, right? Right. What we know of Palace of the Dead, it's already above Diadem in my eyes because we know there's going to be progression through floors. There's going to be different enemies. There's going to, uh, in some cases, be... I don't want to say objectives because when we think of objectives, you know, we think of having to do something. But just the idea that there are like, uh, they mentioned there's going to be lamps and hitting them will give you a buff or it could give you a debuff. Right. And there's going to be other things to do. So it's not as simple or as boring as just plant yourself in one spot and kill whatever comes your way. You're actually going to be in there exploring and working as a team, making your way through this. So to me, automatically, this is way more interesting and is already going to provide a number of unique challenges than what Diadem does, whose biggest challenge was, oh, fuck, it's a Brachiosaur that's fucking spamming Meteor on us. Yeah, but at the same time, I sort of see Crimson's point here because in nowhere in this live letter did we see anything about Diadem changes, adjustments, or additions. No, you're Right, no, and that was, was something failure. that was that was part of the system where when they had brought it out initially, they said we're going to continue to expand and grow on the system. And so far, that 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 promise hasn't materialized. And I think that's the most concerning. Well, thing. yeah, but the other thing you have to realize too is though Diadem was successful when it was first released, the reason that it was successful was because of the level of gear that it dropped, not necessarily because it was a great uh, a great event. So I think that at some point we will see it to be improved upon, but because of the fact that it's died down so dramatically since that gear has become irrelevant, I think that they're taking a hard look at it and saying, look, this needs some major overhauls to it if we actually want to give it any kind of lifespan going further into the future. I mean, if they were to come out with a diadem adjustment, 
and it didn't do shit for it, like I feel like that would probably be a death stroke for the system, right? Yeah, I I sort of think it would because then you know the the output of gear at that point is four you know five patches in the in the dust. Yeah. So and if you're going to make an adjustment to Diadem, it really has to be worthwhile. Right. So in the meantime, I think something like Palace of the Dead is probably honestly what Diadem maybe should have been in the first place, but on a much smaller scale. Yeah, I, I you know I don't uh, I don't entirely disagree with that. Although I think that the scope and the scale is entirely different because and, and I and I think that they changed their scope and scale because of the response to Diadem. Uh, you know we had uh, we had something that we could do as a link shell, and of course that's something that we were uh, you know we were harping on at the time because there was really nothing to do as a big group. They gave us something to do as a big group, mm-hmm. but the thing is is that for that content to remain main valid and viable long term they do have to go back and they have to update the rewards they have to update the uh you know they have to update the content and they have to continue to support it like they do other game types in uh in ff14 although they you know the and and that's sort of the promise here that they're making with deep dungeon that i don't know that i can fully buy into well, because they're like well we're gonna keep adding floors to it and you, and then you go okay yeah but how long is that gonna take I don't think that adding floors is going to be as much of a challenge for them as what updating something like the diadem is right. going you, to be. You don't think because I mean we've talked because well, we've talked th- about in the past the multitude of things that they could do with the diadem to make that a completely viable system and to not even have to change what's there but just to add things on top of it like if you made diadem exclusive hunts or True. if you uh, if you had a pop system in True. there either one of those things. Things would be able to get the job done Absolutely. but they're not i mean they're not adding it we don't know that they're adding it i saw a couple of people dewolfy and taser uh in the chat saying that uh they could do it in the second part of the live letter i wouldn't hold your breath i really wouldn't no, hold your breath but here's the reason why those are small simple fixes that would bring people back into diadem but is it really solving the original problems that we currently have with diadem because i think what that's what they might be looking at they don't just want to you know pay something over top of it i think that they probably want to go back and find a way to rework the basics of diadem as well and if palace of the dead as it is right now ends up being a popular event ends up working out real well you know everyone loves it everyone basically you know it's a hit then that's going to be easy enough all you do why, is why add you, another 20 to 40 floors why fucking, but why fucking rework all of diadem why do why do that why bother? I mean, because then you're just you're making a whole new system and you, then you'd have to start tuning it from the ground up. And, you know, the, for literally, know, maybe the, they won't. Literally, the only thing that you have to do is add specific pop items to different tier mobs that you're fighting or different, uh, even put them just as star NM exclusives or you make them, you know, they've got those couple of vendors in DM. Make those uh, exchange for seals or the, the stuff that the, the, the spoils that you get all right, well, from DM. All right. Obviously, we'd like to see DM updated right but if palace of the dead ends up turning out to be what diadem should have been then do we really care if they go back and fix diadem or not or if they just abandon it and put what they were hoping for it to be into palace of the dead maybe yeah because it's just yes absolutely because it just sits there and takes up fucking space if nobody's doing it that and diadem is for large free companies and stuff it's a big big so, end game event whereas Pass of the dead is uh a, a, a party it, yeah it's so, solo to single party. okay yeah. so how hard would it be if at like let's say the 100 150th floor then you have to start taking in parties of eight 
or more the deeper down you go turning it into a bigger free company type because that changes the entire scope of the content and it changes all of the balancing that you have to do it's it, it's like you, when you said rework diadem from the ground up why because you i mean like you're then you're gonna have to sell the community on what new diadem is and i mean do you remember how well new coke went it didn't you know <laughs> it, it's it's it, I, why not just put that development and those ideas into a whole new system and close down diadem if it's not going to continue to be relevant well uh, that would have been my thing. Yeah, if DM's not going to be relevant, close it down. But do you think taking content completely out of the game is something that they would do? Oh no, what they they need to start with Lords of Verminion. <laughs> I mean, if we're just, if just we're going to take alone. if we're going to take content out of the game, we need to start there because only four people are doing look, it. Look, there's no way they're going to take Lords of Verminion out because yeah, that's my 10k a week. Because we have a thing we're going to talk about later that they're introducing oh. that is totally going to reinvigorate Lords of Verminion. No, it won't. Yeah, it's going it to be absolutely will not. It'll. It's going to change the face of Lords of a It absolutely won't. Thank you very much for the call, Crimson Tinted. We appreciate it. Uh, if you want to call Limit Break Radio, Limit Break Radio on Skype. Uh, you can also give us a call over a regular phone number, 810-515-8715. And if you've got Discord, LimitBreakRadio.com slash Discord. And uh, let Kooky know that, uh, you want to, uh, that you want to call into the show. She'll forward you along to us, and uh, we'll be happy to take your call live on the air. After a very rigorous vetting process. Which is... Vet- vetting? Yeah, not yeah, vetting process. Vending. Yeah. Uh, so, so uh, it, I, I think I, I mean Deep Dungeon. I think is is going to be good. Uh, I think it's going to be a good addition. It's nice to I'm have. Excited for it. Yeah, it, it, I am. I'm super excited. Uh, you know, to like we can do reset Tuesdays and then do Deep Dungeon Thursdays. Like, like that's the thing. Like though, that's the thing I want most out of fourteen Ow. is just more ways to play the game right because at the end of the day you're always going to be a ninja you're always going to be doing your rotation or whatever but changing the way i do that is just really really big priority for me personally. yeah yeah and and the fact that deep dungeon is dynamic i think is yeah. the yeah. is the thing that it is i'm ready for because you know you sit down i i experienced this last night i uh i was playing dark souls for a couple of hours and i'm like you know i should run my roulettes real quick mm. logged on did my expert started falling asleep <laughs> halfway through the expert <laughs> yeah because it's it, everything is so scripted and exactly the same right and i couldn't even do i couldn't even do high level i was like or 60 i was just like you know what i'm done i'm going to bed and and the thing is is that you know with with dynamics you and and having to respond to the floors or the enemies that square enix is laying out in front of you i think that that's going to take some more tactics it's going to take some more planning and it's going to take more communication and i think all three of those things are good can i make one suggestion to help spice up your experts take one bad with you okay because they add that little bit of wild card to it you're never quite sure what they're gonna fuck up i recommend skurl myself Ryuichi is a good choice as well. Oh, Ryuichi is a great choice. Sometimes he just goes <laughs> randomly AFK <laughs> without, <laughs> yeah. without saying anything, and he's the tank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's nice. To, it'll be nice to have an event where you couldn't like with enough practice just like program eight computers to run it for you. Yeah. Like, like cause that's what so many of these like fights that you have left now. It like really, Ravana, are, you could literally get seven computers and type tell them what to do, and you could almost do Ravana that way. It's cheap as fuck, dude. Like it, it, the 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 overscripting of uh, of events is just 
I, I mean, it's too regimented, and and I think that this is going to be a nice change, and it's and it's a slow way so that the developers can also be comfortable with adding in more variables and more dynamics to things. So, um, I, I when they say you know floors are going to be randomized, enemies are going to be randomized, I hope that they that that there are a lot of variables, and they really do mean random. I mean, Nizulile was great, but I'd like to see. A step forward from Nizul Isle as opposed to like maybe a step backwards. Yes. Well, I definitely. think we're going to get a step backwards before we get a really? step forward. Yeah. The, <sighs> everything in this game is so, so, so balanced that it's like hard to make something that's not balanced. 14 is pushed way far away from the idea of randomization. It would be surprising to see them go a step for, Like you had floors in Nizul that were borderline impossible when it first Actually, came out. Actually, though, in A6 um, Savage, there is. Randomized mechanics like the order that they come out is not scripted and it actually has fucked people over just because you're not noticing which is which, which I actually really, really like. So they're they're moving in the right direction. Everything huh? comes back to Savage with you, doesn't it, Nico? Well, I mean, has that perspective. Humble brag. So I gotta let you know. Humble brag. We get it. In, you do Savage. You know, we guys, get it, Nika. Thank in, you. In, in Thanks for reminding us. Mode, <laughs> it, it goes like this, guys. Okay, well, she makes I, a good point. Again, it is nice to see some randomness. Sorry, none of you know that there are random mechanics because none of you do it. Uh, no, you're yeah. you're right. There <laughs> there is, there is some. Uh, Except are the mechanics like okay? Sure, the mechanics come out randomly, but once you know the mechanics, they're not well, really random. Just, you just have to they respond. They come out to randomly them. while you're also attacking other orbs and trying to avoid shit that's happening on the floor. So a lot of times, if someone doesn't call it out, you totally don't know what mechanics are going on and you just die. Like it's it's where it's well done. I like it. Have you beat it yet? Not yet, but we're getting close. Uh, so yeah, Deep Dungeon, I, I again is going to be a pretty awesome addition to uh, to FF14. And then this was quite a surprise, and and we've mentioned this a few times, but uh, we got confirmation that we're going to be getting a new Frontlines map called hmm. Field of Glory Shatter, and it's going to be similar to Seal Rock. God, I'm super. I, I was really taken off guard by this. Did I not yeah. see that coming. Did not see that coming at all because we just got the feast. Yeah. <laughs> I, I figured yeah. we were good on PvP content for a little bit, but here we go. We got a whole new map. I think that well, that's great for. Yeah, for, we should for, we should have known better. Yoshi's wearing Joe Never's T-shirt on stage. Uh, Maybe he is into uh, PvP. Yeah. Well, I you think know? the thing yeah, is, I think the thing is that uh, the feast is quite a bit different from the bigger PvP things right. that we got. And obviously, uh, the smaller feast matches do, uh, you know, they play to a lot of what people have been wanting, but it's not all that people want. So I think that the feast is still going to stay pretty popular, especially with the fact that we have these seasons and these leaderboards and the ranks and stuff, yeah and the ranks and the the what's it called fields of glory shatter yeah field field of glory on the fields of glory that's it's lady gaga ed, that's edge of glory i know that was oh my god yes idiot <laughs> okay i was confused yeah uh so i think this will be good for all those people who who want to do pvp but maybe are turned off by the fast-paced action of, of and the personal but responsibility the, well yeah because there is a, a, you know the roulette the pvp roulette uh st- style of play yeah oh yeah the yeah. the pvp roulettes have been dead dead <laughs> And, uh, you know, uh, also the couple of uh, screenshots that they put out of the zone seem really cool. I'm really into it. Um, And, uh, yeah, I I just, you know, it's it's both a surprise and I think a welcome addition. Uh, The uh, uh, Frontlines roulette will be populated once again. And I think it'll take some of the more 
casual feasters who are just in there doing it for tomes and it may help alleviate some of the match throwing that we've talked about in the past now all we need is some type of weekly quest that encourages people to go back into all the different frontline oh please no i don't want to go back because really the only ones that are ever going to be used is the most recent one added Nah, you, you're kind of well, right. And, and Seal Rock, maybe Seal Rock was was good. Seal Rock was good, but, but the if other, they but now when on, people if, queue for it, they're waiting like 45, 60 yes. minutes per match. But if they're putting in Seal Rock 2.0, then we're I think yeah. Field of Glory is going to be preferred over Seal yeah, Rock, unless okay, it's a really uh, shitty play style. Okay, but except like if they say it's similar to Seal Rock. I guess I'm assuming that it's going to be like the, the exact same rules and mechanics as Seal Rock, which I guess isn't really fair. But if it's the same, like the exact same mechanics as Seal Rock, then I can see people going back and forth between uh, Seal Rock the and Shatter. The fact that they're calling it something new, they're, they're calling it Shatter instead of what, what what's Sealed Rock called? Um, Seal Rock. Well, that that's the name of the map, but then the, the actual like game mode front lines? is called something yeah, it's just different. It's just front lines. Oh well. Anyway, there's, there's secure and there's slaughter. Secure. Uh, that's those, what those it is. Are, those oh. are those are those are yeah. Back in the old ones. Oh, were those the old ones? Yeah. And they're they're even separate game types. Like well, they yeah. That, not, that's what I'm kind of pointing out. Is each one has like a one word that kind of describes what the overall um game mode game mode yes. sort of is. right. Yeah. And and here we have shatter, which Seize. we've not see. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So now we have shatter. We don't really know. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be the same rules. I don't shatter, think it okay, is. No. Then, yeah. I, I could see it since they're saying it's similar to Steel Rock. I could see it be a little more like a plant the bomb type thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you have to yeah you plant your bomb in spot and then protect protect it until it blows we up. Actually, something. we actually have a game mode here on LBR uh, called Shatter, and that's what we call it whenever we break down a Scalia and insult him. We're shattering his confidence and his self esteem and his sense of person it's getting harder to do than it used to be it is. hit me with a much better one than yeah, it used it to is. there's, there's it not used much left so <laughs> we're what's left to break at this point <laughs> so uh yeah i think that's going to be a, a good addition uh hopefully we'll find out a little bit more about the gameplay mode on the next you know, live letter say what you will about pve and raiding in this game but every time they come out with uh, a new pvp edition they always raise the bar it's always a success yeah. it's always better yeah yeah, no, I can't say the same for PVE. No, no. Uh, Mika. I, <laughs> what? I don't know. <laughs> what does it do with me? What does it have to do with you? Yeah. Sure. Um, we're also going to get uh, housing additions, uh, prices of land on uh, lodestone and flower pots. Which, <laughs> I hope they have millions of polygons. Like yeah, right. Yeah, that's what I thought it was. I was like, how many polygons are in those? Uh, which, yeah, just to be a smart ass. Um, I, again, we knew, dude, we knew that this was coming and we just bought a house. Like, I, I mean... Okay, but we're old school, all right? I mean, yeah. And there's no guarantee that whatever Ishgard housing is going to be cool or good looking or well, functional. Well, this isn't Ishgard. They, they didn't, didn't say Ishgard. Ishgard. Yeah, oh, they didn't. No, no, this is just new wards. New wards. Look, we really needed a, yeah, okay. a, a FC house. And since we've got it, like, I don't mind paying the 100 mil that we paid. Because since we've got it, for me anyway, the game has only gotten better. Yeah, and, Fair enough. and think about it. The like, 100 mil that we paid. We, You're right. We, I don't think you paid much of it. How much did no, you pay into I, it? I, I because paid, uh, I did 20 mil of it, motherfucker. No, I didn't pay that, no. That's what I no, thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did three. No, I mean, think about it. Like, 100 mil, yes, it's a lot, but it's like, what, 
20 mil over what the large pot would yeah. be at launch. Yeah. And, and we've had it for X number of months already. Like, can right. you imagine how it would have been if we still didn't have a house? Mm-hmm. And we got the airships with it, right? And the airships. Yeah, the airships, yeah. yeah. I was going to say, if anyone, uh, you know, I, I'm sorry, Scully, that I jumped down your throat like that, all right, even though I felt it was justified. At least it wasn't Nika trying to be like, oh, we paid for it. I'm pretty I, sure I'm pretty sure Senpai paid more than she did, and that was one gill. I, no, I paid a mil, thank you. And also, I say we as in the collective LB army, not me, okay? <laughs> Uh, so uh, there's going to be new gear added for crafters and gatherers. Oh, that's new. Yeah, they, they've never added new gear for crafters and gatherers. Yeah, I think they don't very often, honestly. <laughs> like they're so far behind at eye level, it's silly. Uh, there's going to be a recommended gear feature uh, and uh, feature to save HUD layouts. That's very nice. That's yeah. a nice yeah, quality. So currently, it's super complicated the way. Well, you have no, to do and it. that way you can like if you switch to a healer, you can change your layout, right? And then switch to a tank, you can change the way it's all set up. Mm-hmm. I think so. Yes. Uh, and uh, we also got con- confirmation that we're going to be seeing the addition of raid finder, which that Wait, in three point three. The, yes, they confirmed it for 3.3. But it's, it's only a duty finder. It's not a party finder. Right. Uh, so uh, practice or clear which phase you want to uh, practice or clear for specific raid. Uh, I think that that's... I, I don't know. Nika, do you, do you, are you looking forward to that feature? Do you think that that's going to help? I think it's cool as long as people don't try to cheat through it a little. Because, I mean, if you can select... I mean, I don't know what the options are going to be. But if you can select, like... We, this is a farm party, no noobs. Or if you click like, we know the whole fight, we just want to clear now. Or if you click, oh, this is a progression party. That could be really cool for those nights where we're sitting in Party Finder and we need a bard and nobody's joining. But then I wonder if we do Duty Finder, if it's just going to pick a random DPS or if you can specify you're looking for the a bard. The thing is, though, even if you spec, well, all right, you might be able to specify looking for a specific person. But even if you can pick between, let's say, I'm looking for a learning party or I'm looking for a progression party. Once in a while, you're still going to be those people who think I'm going to try and sneak into a progression. Right. Someone's party gonna click farm carried. party, even though they are, you know, they've already there was still a progression. And yeah, because it, it really does sort of rely on the theory that you're going to police yourself. And if that happens, I hope that they don't have that 30 minute freaking queue down. Because, oh, because God. if you are, are a static of seven out of eight and you use the duty finder getting yeah. someone for a farm party and they're cheating their way out of it and you want to back out. I mean, I guess you can get your whole entire group to vote abandoned after 15 Maybe minutes. Maybe you should but. just give them a chance, Nika, and try and teach them. Okay, in a farm party, if you're looking for a farm party, that's not how farm parties work. If you pick progression party, sure. But you know the one thing easing my buttheartedness? <laughs> elitist. Right. Okay, she agreed. She's an elitist, guys. Okay, all right. There we go. At <laughs> least, yes, idiot! At least we have some agreement. Uh, so, uh, yeah, the addition of Raid Finder, I think that's, I don't know, that's going to be interesting, especially with how they uh, how they end up organizing it. But we got a little bit more info uh, after uh, Yoshi P was joined by the uh, president and CEO of Level 5. Uh, they Oh, that s- makes more sense. When I was reading through the translation it said a Level 5 CEO, I'm like, what do you have to do to become a Level 5 CEO? And how is that better than a level four CEO. <laughs> uh, so uh, they were uh, Yoshi was asked about uh, cross world party finder. Yoshi P stated that he can make it happen for patch 3.5 and they are currently creating lobbies for cross world uh, uh, triple triad yes. and gold saucer games. That's what we need. Uh, what? If we get that before we get cross world party finder, well, I think uh, people w- w- should be understandably pissed. Hold on now. Not necessarily because I think that would be laying the groundwork for the cross server raids or the cross server party finder and i think that that is a 
smaller undertaking than what that would be and probably in the long run it's going to make it uh the transition a lot smoother yeah just like laying just like making sure like all the bugs are worked out with triple try because that actually if makes someone's sense. triple try deck blows up you know big deal whatever but if like someone's raid person gets deleted or whatever that'd be a bigger well, issue i mean not necessarily that but i think that well, I if, if if you have cross server triple triad playing and there's fucking bugs with that no one's gonna fucking care right but if they came out with the cross server party finder first and there's bugs with that and it's fucking shit up people are gonna want blood yeah that's true i, I mean i just i don't know it just seems like a really uh, it's sort of like a waste of resources to roll it out for triple triad and gold saucer first but i guess if you're smoothing out the bugs yeah. that makes sense mm-hmm. i mean i really want to play lords of Dominion with uh, joe never <laughs> well I, the translation i read said that they were aiming to have the server cross server party finder by 3.5 yeah patch 3.5 yes, that's what they said. yep yep yeah so that's i mean so if they actually have that in mind i'm sure they are just working out bugs and that we don't have too much to worry about there hopefully uh there was a good question here about savage endgame uh can savage have a special cutscene or equipment look completely different and uh yoshi p responded that uh we'll uh really need to look into this carefully i think Hmm. that this that means no i don't know that says to me that the idea is interesting to him no that means it's showing them that people don't care about savage because they don't get special story I I equipment. agree. I think that the, to to even acknowledge the question in the first place is a step in the right direction because we haven't we haven't had them acknowledge that that it's been a problem. But the thing is, is that we know it's a problem because that's why they created normal mode in the first place. Well, that's true. Because they said that we can't get the story because it's too hard. So yeah, they created but, normal oh, mode. Yeah, and now we, people are saying, but normal mode's too easy, so we want new cutscenes. Then those same people are going to say, but now we can't see those new cutscenes because we can't do savage. Good. Fuck them. Savage normal well, mode. Well, that was dumb. Fuck them. They don't. <laughs> They don't get their cutscenes. I like the idea of maybe not completely different gear because, I mean, obviously that's going to just be way, way more development time into them. But, Put you know, a glow on it. Well, not just necessarily a glow or because obviously you, you you can dye the shit that you get from from Savage, right? Without having yeah. to put some weird uh-huh. item on right. it. But maybe make like some, you know, put a little bit more on it. Maybe there's, you know, more more spikes, goldy trim spikes, dye, you know, just something to where when you see like when you put them next to each other, you can fucking tell the difference between an easy mode piece of shit and a fucking Savage Raider because really got more spikes on it. Well, the only difference right now is dyed versus undyed. Yeah. And everyone's going to have that eventually. Yeah. Exactly. And that's and that's really the thing is that we all we all kind of know that it's a foregone conclusion that at some point we're going to be able to get it. So a lot of us just sit around and wait for it. Yeah, that's why I was suggesting, you know, that's why I was suggesting the, uh, you know, the the low percent drop rates of high, high level gear that would come out of uh, savage level rating. I, I think that that would be a good way to motivate people. And if you keep the output low enough and people don't just expect that it's a thing that they're going to get eventually and that they have to work at it i think that those are both things that the game needs and i specifically i think it's something that the uh you know that the reward system needs to take a look at because the reward system we've been saying it for months is fucked right now yeah yeah i mean they even in the uh in in the last savage they put in that gob walker mount which is fucking sweet oh it's cool that still wasn't enough don't get me wrong it's cool but no yeah we it's need not cooler gonna... gear we need more mounts we need cooler mounts too that fucking gob walker should have flowed and it does fly and with oh. spikes <laughs> how does it fly does like wings come out of it no i think it's, it's like jetpacks sh- isn't it uh-huh. i mean it's does a freaking like, like it, it does fly it definitely does. i feel like when you jump in the air the leg should turn into a propeller on top of that would be cool 
Uh, and the uh, last question that was asked, uh, when uh, friends visit your home, uh, they can obtain items look sort of like Animal Crossing. <laughs> and Yoshi P said that that would need to be balanced for, uh, motive and uh, motivation for it. So. I was going to say, yeah, because apparently they want they don't feel like there's enough incentive to visit other people's houses. Who the fuck cares? It really doesn't matter, does it? No. no, I think they were saying they want incentive to like use the housing wards in the first place. Like I can say honestly, like going to the houses, I will maybe see one or two people in a couple hours in the housing zones. Well, <laughs> that's because people- yeah, me too. Except more, it's more like you know, like there's a half a dozen people outside in our lawn. But yeah, yeah, lots of people hang out at our house. But not that Nico would know that. Yeah, you don't know no, that. Okay, Nika. are they actually there or are they AFK? No, no they're, they're there. there. People they're fucking there running things. around all the time. Yeah. I That's one of the reasons why I'm glad we got an FC house and I would gladly have paid the hundred million is because it's actually made the game feel more fucking alive to me. Yeah. It's like a community now. Yeah. The LBR community. Mm-hmm. I've actually had people from our, our neighbors up the stairs cut like like send me tells and like talk to me like, wow, you guys like really brought the neighborhood, didn't you? Sure did. Uh, yeah, well, dude, we we bring the fun, man. Uh, that's that's what we do here at Living. And it's right only now. getting more like like bigger and bigger. I mean, I saw the other day when I was logged on, we had like five sprouts in the in the free company. Yep. Yep, and uh, more every day. By the way, if you're on Sergeant Tannis or if you're looking to transfer and you'd like to become a part of the Limit Break Radio Free Company, just let any one of us know while we're online, except for Nika. She can't really do anything about it. Uh, I'm an alt in the free company, gosh. Yeah, because yeah, you're going to be on your alt, Nika. Yeah, because you're okay, going to... if I'm the only one on and they send me a tell, I will switch characters and it, get them in. Okay? Any, Anyone it, of the LBR Free Company can invite people, yeah. and you can send a, a, a link shell... Uh, uh, application and free the, company application. Yeah, free company. So application, even if nobody's on, yeah, we'll get you on momentarily. Yep, yeah. I check that every day. Anyway, uh, so uh, we we then moved into the Yokai Watch crossover part of the, the, the important part of the live letter, which lasted an hour. Why? Because there's so much content. It lasted, no, it my, lasted longer than the rest of the whole my, damn live letter. My beverage is gone, but don't worry, uh, Papa. I'm gonna go refill it myself. All right. Why? Not a problem. You're gonna miss this. I watch. Shut the fuck up, man. I love watches. They help you tell time. I'm sure there's a phones on them. Can we just oh let God. Juxta handle this segment and we'll all leave? Uh, I, I just, I'm, I'm just annoyed that they spent a fucking hour on it. Yeah. There's so much. There's an hour. There's 13 minions, 13 weapons, and a mount. That's so much development time. And a watch. That's so much development time. They give you a watch. How is that not awesome? <laughs> it's, this is insane. This is wonderful. Thank no, you, Scott. No, it's terrible. This is going to just throw the entire Lords of Dominion meta into disarray. <laughs> 13 minions? That is nuts. All right. We're going to. Here, we're, we're going to take a look at. Uh, at the uh, uh, images here, they're so cool. Uh, we've <laughs> God. Uh, here we got the like garbage. We got the sword and shield. Everything is just so stupidly cutesy. Okay, look at the weapons. I mean, cutely though. cute. The weapons are awesome. The weapons are terrible. What are you talking about? The shield? Eh, okay. The sword? Look at it. Awful. Bad taste. Awful. Which one is that? I can't see it. Is it the uh, bow? I don't know. Actually, the sword's not bad except for that little goofy thing on the hilt. That's pretty dumb. That's uh, your spirit animal. Uh, 
Jesus. The gun is awful. Look at, at the fist. That's it, awesome. The, the gun looks like a looks like a t-shirt cannon. Oh, it's a gun. What <laughs> oh do you expect? God. I mean, nobody I didn't realize that it does look I like a t-shirt cannon. Cute, I like them. <laughs> it's a machinist. Let's move on. Um, yeah, the fist weapons are awful. They're awesome. Look at They're it. awful. You get flamethrowers. Uh, They're like, I don't know. They remind me of like something that would be in big hair. This is ball retractingly cringeworthy. I okay, would just like to. Spear's kind of cool. Look, no, spear. it's not. How is that not cool? How are you not excited for these? That white mage one is dumb. The white mage is cool. No. Look wait, at what's, no, wait, it's what's not. on that? Is that like a little dude, a little creature? What? what it's the white. It's the, the spirit animal. On the white, yeah. It's some. I don't know. Do you know what yokai watch even is? Because no. I don't. I had no idea what it was. It. My chat gave me it, death threats because I didn't know what it was. <laughs> Who gave you death threats? Take a guess. Uh, Skrull? No, Malkyria. Oh. oh. Uh, that. Oh my God! That Dark Knight sword looks terrible. Purple. Yeah, that's that's a great like great the, idea, Square Enix. Dragoon, purple. The Dragoon Lance looks like it's out of a mobile game. <sighs> This all looks like it's out of a mobile yes, game. Yes, it does. Yeah. It looks straight Axe out of Record Keeper. Awful. Wow, look at that bow when it's when it's retracted. Uh, wow. That is awful. The Scholar book's the worst. <laughs> the books are awesome. No. Actually, I, I like the book. No! I like when they have like really silly faces like that. Like the Moogle books are awesome, too. <sighs> and we get to the mount. The of mount course, is the best part! Of course they put a Rogadin on the mount. Why does it... <laughs> it, it this looks like this looks like one of those things on a on a playground that uh, they stick a spring into and yes. mount into the ground <laughs> that will, it just took off into the air. I will only accept the sperm mobile if they call it Scooty Puff Jr. <laughs> Scooty Puff Jr. <laughs> Like, if they call it that, I'm fine with it. Outside of that, fuck that mount. I like that. It's uh, cute. No, it's not. worthless not. garbage. You want this, too? It's terrible. It's a giant glob like of it. sperm with a face on it. Everything about this is awful. I'm going to only ride that mount and just fly around you. Forever. I have no doubt. Then I will only ever ride the turtle mount, just to piss you off. <laughs> turtle mount makes me dizzy. Yeah, You'll exactly. Know, you don't have the turtle mount. You never have the turtle mount. Actually, I'm not that far from it. Really? Yeah, I'm not that far from it. Huh? Uh, and yeah, yeah, we bizarrely have an in-game watch. <laughs> yeah, it's a yokai watch. Oh, oh, I see. It's, it's so you help uh, channel your mega evolution. I mean, uh, your yokai. <laughs> oh my spirits. god, I want that in real life. <laughs> Please no. I swear I owned that watch when I was seven. Oh. Please, I want that. Can we be done with this yet? All of this shit is terrible. It's fan all bad. It's really cool. No, it's not. Why Their would you? Seven Eleven promotion gets us that watch. Let's go. <sighs> <laughs> Please no. I want it. Please so no. Uh, we uh, do we know do we know how they're gonna be put into the game? Are they? Gonna oh my be, god, this is gonna be amazing! Are, are they gonna be uh, cash shop editions or? It's no. I thought it was gonna be like a thing like the lightning fates, and then you get tokens and buy stuff. Yeah, because oh, there's just so much stuff. It's, uh, it's gotta be something like that. It, but then, I mean, it's it's gotta be then it's gotta be for all regions too. Then right? Yeah, yeah I'm pretty probably. sure. I think would they would have said. Um, I thought they would. They would have said oh, that it was Japan only if it was. Well, it says yeah. okay. Watch, uh, watch three released this July. Oh wait, that's for the game. That's the game for, that's for the actual Yokai Watch game. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't All know. All other crossover events: Lightning, uh, Dragon Quest, um, FF11. That was for all regions. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's just weird because I don't think that any of us. I don't. Is Yokai Watch even a thing in North America? Do we know that? I it, mean, I think I it think is a thing, but I've it's not a very hyped thing. 
Uh, fair enough. And then uh, we've got Moogles and Chocobos that are going to be making uh, their appearance in the Yokai Watch game. Great. Woo. Hooray. And Hino gifted uh, Yoshi P a Yokai animation of Yoshi P with a Moogle and Chocobo. Aww. It was a great use of an hour of the live letter. Why did I it have? Want, I didn't at all want more information on Palace of the Dead. Yeah, exactly. Like they could have, they really could have utilized that hour so much better than they did. I, I want nailed it. I would have rather listened to someone ask if we're getting summoner eggies again soon look, than an hour of look, that. Level five developer, our CEO, paid a lot of money for that hour. I'm sure he did. You know, I see. This doesn't. This doesn't seem like a paid thing to me. This to me says we got drunk together and I made some promises that I've got to follow through on now. <laughs> that's I'm a favorite around here. That's what this says to me. Like, like Yoshi P had to be briefed on what he like what he promised the next you know morning. What? Look, we have never fucking heard of yokai, and everyone knows Final Fantasy. I'm sure that among the cross promotion that Yoshi got a little something something. <laughs> yeah, an animation with him in it. I'm getting an extremely gay vibe. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so uh, that's what we know about 3.3 and uh, what we were told about uh, about it in uh, producer letter 29. Uh, I, do we have a date for? Th- I don't think we have a date for 30 yet. I don't think so either. Uh, so uh, and and we don't have a date for the patch either, which means that they'll announce Ooh. that in 30. A rough date. I don't think like so. May? No, I, I would so. assume June. it should be sometime this month. I would say nah. mid. You don't think so? Not would, May? June. Really? I'm going to say June. Uh, seven weeks. I bet you seven weeks. From now? Seven weeks Wait, from now? Papa, no, shut up. Uh, hang on. Why, that that why, would be June. That would be June. What day did 3.2 drop? Uh, uh, it's been... Or hold on. How many weeks was our lore weapon? Was that Seven. Yeah, and yes. I have two, I have two more gears, so it's been nine weeks. So about, about it's to be about ten every weeks. three months. Oh God, damn! So, yeah, so it should be it's two. It's gonna be another weeks. five weeks at least. Ugh. No. All right, look, what? look, no, look. There's, there's. It's one. gonna. So you're, you're thinking it's gonna be deep in June? Yeah. Fuck. I'm thinking, no, I'm thinking it'll be early June, like first week of June. Well, I don't no, know. If, if we, if Kahlo has, t- if it's already been, it's been nine or ten weeks. This week will be 10. I think so. you will so get your 10th gear this week. If it's every three months, then it should be dropping within two End to three weeks. End of May, weeks. early June. Two to three weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. End of May, early June. Okay. That sounds right. End yeah. Of, seven end, seems end like a bit much. I, I'm, I'm going to hope end of May. But if it doesn't, there's one silver lining juxta. <laughs> More time for Overwatch. More time for Overwatch. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm coming! I'm coming! And he actually, you can't see him, but he's over there pretending like he's coming as well. Pretending? (laughs) It's all over the place, bro. Uh, Anyway. uh, I'm just so happy. We'd love to hear from you. Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715. LimitBreakRadio.com slash Discord if you want to call in on Discord. Uh, We'd love to hear from you about 3.3. Are you excited? What are you most excited for? We've got a couple of new playstyles, new game types that are going to be introduced. Are you super soaked for PvP? Are you uh, uh, ultra hyped for treasure dungeons? Or do you just want to get uh, that deep penetration in on the deep dives? Uh, We want to know 
know from you. Uh, Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715 and LimitBreakRadio.com slash Discord. Kooky will be happy to take your calls and forward you along to us. So uh, something else that I wanted to talk about because uh, this actually got a lot of press uh, that uh, we actually got our first look at the FF11 mobile reboot. Uh, so we don't talk. I mean, we we talk. We don't talk we don't, about We this. talk t- tangentially about 11 anymore. It's, this is not an 11 show. But being that we did cover 11 for several years uh, with Limit Break and Radio. And we use the word covered very loosely. Uh, no, very literally. We, we, we covered it. We did. Very in depth. Very wickedly in depth. We, well... That's you're not wrong. Are those are those like buttons or macros down there in the corner of the screen? Uh, so hang on, let me uh, let me bring this up on screen. So for those that haven't seen it yet, uh, you can. Um, oh man! But uh, this is uh, this is the first official look. We got uh, some screenshots and uh, and some other uh, some other shit. Uh, here's uh, the first initial screenshots from FF11 Mobile, um, and uh, I, you know it, I don't know what those buttons say, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna guess that 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 those are action buttons. I and then over here you've got your sort of your D pad, right? That's that's what will move the character. Oh so boy. so they're gonna say that this game is 11. Well, it I mean it it is. Like a third person view of eleven, so it looks nothing like eleven. No, it doesn't. That's the thing is that we all played eleven for how long? Can anyone tell me what zone that is? For all your years of playing eleven, can you tell me what zone that is? Because I can't. Nero's taking a closer look at it. Is it a duel in some place? No, it's not. No. Um, The only thing I thought was maybe Saruta Baruta. Yeah, that's the most like because of the, the way that building shaped. But so I, that, uh, that bottom picture definitely looks like Saruta Bruda. And you're the bottom, the yes, the bottom picture looks like Saruta or Merfitad leading into Saruta. I don't. Yeah, I, one, it I don't bugs know. me that the after top ten one, years playing that game, see, I can't tell you immediately where that zone yeah, is. That's because okay, that's a good point. That's actually a really is, good point. Is that part of Windurst Waters? That tree looks like it might be. Uh, it could be. Power. It could be part of Windurst. That's what I was going to say. But the it only actually, place the textures that, that open would be Windurst Waters. Yeah, but the textures to me say Olda. Or not old dot fucking Bastok. Jesus Christ. It's Man. not it's not Bastok. I know it's not Bastok because it's got one of those Saruta Baruta trees in the background, but it the the textures to me say Bastok. Yeah. Now this could be a beta zone. This True. Could be, Maybe it's just a, a, pra- a test zone that they're using. Yes. Um but uh we do know that it is being developed in Unreal Engine 4, which I think that is uh that's a, a pretty interesting uh uh revelation there. Um that uh, you know, and I think that that begs the question: If Nexon is using Unreal Four to develop this, will we see a port or even an adjustment of the way that FF Eleven plays on PC? I feel like you would have to. Either that, or this this doesn't play with the this doesn't interact with the PC client at all. Oh, it's I don't one think of it the, will at all. You don't think? You don't think? I think isn't this going to be like not even quite MMO? It's going to be like like this is not the same as the other like online game well, that's in the same world they're that calling it an mmmorpg and so i thought that this was either going to be like a one player game or like have select online features i was going to say the only way that i would call this like an ff11 you know like port to the the phone or whatever is if i decide to come back am i logging on to Kahlo? 
If I'm not, if I have to make like a whole new character or whatever, then what's the fucking point? Right, it's just yeah. It's just I just kind of figured game. that this was a one-player reboot or a very limited online reboot. No, they like, confirmed no, it is an online game. Yeah, it is an MMO. They did confirm that it is in fact an MMO, an MMMO. Uh, well, this article, this article directly says an MMO, and we don't really know anything else about oh, it. I thought maybe it's a different one. They they called it a massive multiplayer mobile online role-playing. It's game. possible. Uh, and those are generally when there's mobile online games. They have certain things that are online, but the entire game is not usually what online. Like, you, is that you, you can run a dungeon or run a raid with online, but then when you go back to the open world, it's yourself. What bugs me is I see on one of those two pictures, there's what looks like a stamina gauge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which scares me because it's got a stamina gauge a la Record Keeper on it, and that scares the fuck out of me. Oh, shit. You're right. And and uh, here, I'll bring, I'll bring it back up. And uh, you can... You can kind of see also that there are uh, plus icons next to uh, Gil and uh, and and health. Pay to win. Yeah, yeah. That, I, listen, like uh, yeah. Square Enix garbage. So don't even. Square Enix has a tendency to make me angry. Very seldom do they actually get to just make me sad. And Deep I came away down, reading you that. No, they're exploiting us. Yeah. I came away reading that and just I felt sad for the rest yeah. of the day. Like Square ugh. Enix, stop making Ascalia sad. Yeah. That's our job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you guys just made me depressed. Uh is it different? But anyway, uh so Challenge accepted. It's I I I don't know what to think about this. I I think that if it has interactivity with the FF eleven client, that that breathes a little bit of of life back into the PC end. If it's completely disambiguated from everything on the PC client, then it almost feels like what's the point? There's not much of an audience left that wants to keep exploring Von Adil. So what would be the point of not having it interact? I think I think that if Square Enix can uh, first of all, if Square Enix can pull off having a game that interacts both on mobile and on PC in some kind of meaningful fashion that that is that's an insane feat and especially to pull it off with a game like FF11 that's had so many like restricting factors to it right you know what i mean like that that would be a feat of technical acumen that is uh almost unparalleled but the thing is I just I don't I don't know how much hope I would hold. I look at those two screenshots and this says to me at the very least you're making a new character. I highly doubt your character from Vanadiel survives. Cut to a scene of animated Tanaka a la Family Guy standing in front of the board of directors of Square Enix and being like, "All right guys, it's Final Fantasy 11, but on your phone." But what would what would honestly be the point of making an isolated MMO that is set in Vanadiel? That it has literally no connectivity well, with the PC client. Well, if there is some type of play to win, then it could just be a quick cash grab. I mean, how many people nostalgic for Final how Fantasy quick Eleven? Is this? How, wait, wait, wait! Hang on, hang on. That's the thing is that there are not there. There, FF Eleven had like five hundred thousand people playing it total. Like, you know, like there wasn't that was not a very big game that did not mm-hmm. really even register in terms of uh, of of 
MMO populations. It was a very small game. I mean, they made their money off of it, uh-huh. and and it had a good initial release. But dude, I don't think anyone is craving for that Von Adil Maybe nostalgia. Not, but they've obviously made themselves a pretty decent sized dent with FF14. So now you have a platform to advertise this on. So why not make this an FF14 standalone? Why make it in in Von Adil? Why not? Why why set it in Von Adil if it's going to be its own I, thing? I feel no like it idea. goes you back could to set it, You could set it in in a multitude of other places other than Von Adil, and it would still be perfectly valid and viable. I feel like it goes back to what I said ages ago that Square Enix doesn't want one of their numbered titles to be unplayable. They don't want that. Yeah, but they, dude, you can just leave the PC client up in a single server. I mean, shit, dude, we still see. I mean, Ultima Ultima, online yeah, still Ultima on. Online RuneScape is getting up. still up. Dude, yeah. Isn't it does the EverQuest still up too? Yeah, EverQuest, yeah. Hell yeah. It, I mean, it doesn't actually cost that much to consolidate servers like that and keep a single machine running your or, or a cluster of machines running you your go game. To, you go to tour the FF14 studios, there's like a dank closet with cobwebs. What's in there? Ah, that's the last living Final Fantasy XI server. <laughs> I just don't I, I don't understand why you would set it in FF11 if it doesn't have any connectivity at all back with the PC client. Yeah, that to me, because you again, if you're going to make it its own thing, why not set it in any other world, any other? I just think it's there are a lot of people world. who have been so disconnected from 11 for so long that have said, oh, well, you know, if I could just go back and play the original level 11 story, I'd like to do that. But I'm so far out of it now. I don't want to go back now. So I, thought, I think it's. I, are there that many people that are saying that though? I, I don't think, so. think that. I don't think that there are. I, I, I truthfully do not think that there are. I mean, you look back at Vanadil; it was a very good world with a good amount of lore to We're it. We're saying this as hardcore sure. FF11. We loved FF11. I'm saying that someone, like someone who picked it up for like three months, played it a little bit, and then moved the fuck on to WoW. They're not going to give a shit about whether or not this is a mobile game or not. No. They're not going to care. But how many people who like 14 now might give it a try? <sighs> I, you know, there are actually quite a few people know, playing 14 that have never touched a Final Fantasy yeah, game Yeah, some of them would say like, yeah, and it's too late to go back and play 11 now. Then then again, why not set it in Eorzea? Because I mean, they that's your to remake 11 for the people who never got to play 11. It, like, it's really, really hard now at this point, say someone who plays 14 who's never played 11 to just start a character on 11 and get the game experience. You can't do that. So they're rebooting it in a way where you can do that. Not that I think this is going to be giving you their game experience either, but <laughs> I just I okay. I just don't worry. It's going to give you the eleven MMO experience, and it will it won't be like a freaking just steamroll. No, but if but I'm if I'm but if I'm Square Enix and I'm considering, you know, making and putting a ton of development time into a game that's going to be released on a mobile platform, I want to choose. And if I'm going to attach Ooh. it to an IP, I want to attach it to the most successful IP that I possibly can, not an MMO. From the early 2000s that had 5,000 subscribe or 500,000 subscribers and ultimately was dwarfed and shad- overshadowed by World of Warcraft. I don't think that there's many people who are sitting around pining like, oh, I missed out on FF11. 
I wish that I could. They say it in the abstract, but they don't really fucking mean it. You know, like that's not something that that someone actually genuinely means, because if they meant it, they would pick up FF11 and they'd start playing it now. Not really, because you don't really get the entire thing. Like what's going to happen is like, okay, I can't do any of the story all by myself, guys. You're going to get your high level friend or maybe nobody ever and quit the game because you're so frustrated. And you know what? That's the true MMO experience for you. And that's not the same. And I mean, like they're not putting tons of effort and development time into Nexon is. Okay, maybe I see that's my that's what I'm they're, wondering. They're paying Nexon. How I'm much sure money are. is actually going into this? Because that's always been the draw of mobile games where you can pay to play, as people will pay the fuck out of this. It's the same thing with Blade and Soul. Shitty ass game. Don't know if it's still going anymore. Don't care. But guess what? I bet whatever fucking company that was made a nice dime on it, didn't they? Yes. Even though they paid who knows out the ass to these streamers to play it. They're I, they're probably gonna make a pretty decent penny off of this. For all we know, they just sold the rights to do this to Nexton. They're like, ah, fuck it, you know, let them do what they want. They can pay us fucking royalties or or whatever the fuck it is that they CEO do. CEO of Nexon was a huge Eleven fanboy. I just it, it okay. It here's here's my doesn't make sense to me. Here's the only reason why I can think to use the world of Eleven is that all of the lore and story is already set in stone, so they don't have to like spend any time in development making up a story that's already there for you yeah if they're remaking if they're so redoing the 11 story there is that you said the only thing about doing it in aorzia would be would it would it be canon would it be competing with the current still ongoing story whereas it's 11 story is completed it's a redo of the original right. game so it's like basically you say the old game is no more and this is the new version i, I read I somewhere that this is going to go up through chains of promathia what it sounds like is that it sounds like they're probably retooling the battle system in the way that the raids work so you don't need like 75 people at all times on a mobile game in so, order to proceed so should we I also think that another reason they're putting in an 11 and i can't remember who was saying this before this wasn't my idea someone else was saying is that as this is square enix and this is final fantasy when this pc servers for 11 finally go down square enix will never say you can no longer play one of my numbered titles so they're keeping this one around where you can play with less people you can play more casually you can play whatever no, so that you hold can still on. play the game maybe the maybe we're looking at this the wrong way maybe what we should be looking at this as is this is like the remastered version you know they just came out with another version of nine they've done it with everything else this yeah, is like, like that. yeah, like 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 the quote unquote the HT version Ugh. of FF11 that you know people can can pick up and play. I don't know. Okay, look, the PC then, version, then, like well, the servers of the PC version, are going to outlast the shitty mobile game. Let's be honest here. That see, that's what I'm thinking. Probably. Is that is that? No, but, yeah, I don't think so. But at the same, oh, hang on, so. hang on though. But at the same time, this is a game that's being developed in the Unreal Four engine. Why not just port it to PC as well? I mean, you know, like, why not? Why not? Because, I mean, it'll look... It'll play the Final Fantasy eleven phone version on your computer. Hold on, because there's no reason for them to cry PS2 limitations anymore. Yeah. They Galaxy support, 7 limitations. They ended support for PS2 and for Xbox, didn't they? Could they... Could they yep. con- oh, yeah. Could, yes, they did. Could they conceivably shut down the PC servers as they exist now and replace it with this version of FF11? If you can update your character there so you're not losing your progress, maybe. But if people lose all their progress, you, you, might, as well, you, you might as well be killing the game. Well, I, no, because this game, only when it launches, it's only going to have up their chains of Promathia. How could you possibly bring well, your you, dueling character you, in? You said that. I don't... I haven't said that or i haven't seen that as a part of any of yeah, the yeah that is alleged yeah okay. that you, you, can't, you can't, we don't know what is going to be there it's a complete well, fucking this mystery gonna have a subscription model right we don't know so 
I don't think it will. I think it's going to be a mobile online and it's going to have some online features and it's going to require, you can pay microtransactions. And I think it will outlast the PC version because eventually people will stop paying subscriptions and the PC servers will get shut down. And this, however, will be a casual pick up and play whenever you want with like two friends. You don't need 75 people to go do a raid and it'll be great. And so I think this will actually, this is their answer to when the PC servers go down, how can people still play a numbered FF title? This is the answer. But why not? And, and again, but why not just also put it on the PC as well, especially if you're making it an Unreal 4? I don't know about that. That's a good question. Because, I, I, I mean, then you actually have to tune the game to be fun on a PC. Because, I mean, it's and it's not like it can't happen. I mean, uh, Kahlo, you're playing through FF9 right now. That's technically the mobile version of the game that's been uh, upconverted and ported to PC. I fucking love it. And, and yeah. It, I have I, no complaints with it whatsoever. There's one thing I would change, and that's the spacing between the names on the UI for battles. But that's not a big fucking deal. That's it's, it's basically a port with minor altercations. Like, this is a completely different game. All right. This is like as far as the control the, the the control scheme goes. Anyway, well, I mean, I I don't think this game is going to play anything like Final Fantasy Eleven does today. Oh, it can't. There's, it there's, can't. There's, there's no way. So uh, where, where are you going to get the number fucking you know the the number pad for a keyboard? Like, there's yeah. just there's no way that it could possibly operate the same way. And so, for, I mean, they there are they are going to have to make concessions and game specifically gameplay concessions to be able to make it function on a mobile platform. And that's that's why I mean that's why I say I don't think it can be connected to the PC version of the game that exists right now. Mm. And if they don't, then what's the point? Why why bother set it in Vonadil? Okay, so they could say that you can all you can play every numbered version of a Final Fantasy maybe game. Maybe that's but their way of saying the PC version is shutting down soon. It's not going to shut down. <laughs> why would they? That's the thing is that the cost to run the servers is not. I mean, they've already. Like, the money's already been spent. They made the content. They're not going to just shut down the servers. Because it's not like they can't afford the server space. All right, here, Red, Red Fate is posting some Q&As for us. Uh, will FF11 Mobile share servers or existing characters with the Windows version? Unknown. A relevant note, according to these quotes from SE, it will not involve directly transferring your character data over, so it's best to think that a new, separate account and character will be used to play. Currently, I'm unable to say anything definitive, but as a game, it will be something completely new. I think that that... The most uh, uh, the theory that makes sense the most is the idea that they want some incarnation of the game available forever, forever, or or you know to people who don't want to invest in the MMO. Because I assume that the story will will be the same. Like the game will be different, the gameplay will be different, the way you interact with the environment and with other players will be different, but the story and the lore will be the same. Well, if we're going by the screenshots, we don't even know that because it looks like the world is even different. It could be like it look. You know, I think the story they, will be the same. They couldn't call it Final Fantasy Eleven if the story was different. <sighs> that's probably, that's how Final Fantasy games. They work. probably shipped it off to Nexon. Nexon probably paid them some the type rights. of amount for the rights to an FF11 mobile port, and they're like, "Look, this is what we're going to do with it. It'll loosely be based on the game. Things might be a little bit different, look a little bit different, and it's basically going to be a single player version of the game." But isn't that what sort of what the the record keeper version of mm, of the FF11 no, stuff is? Not really. Kind of. No, all that really is is here. Do this this battle with a boss that's notable and then we're going to give you a little uh, summary a, a that's like what a the paragraph. FF11 yeah. fates were in 14 like here's I'm, a couple bosses yeah. from 
11 here you go it just it does and 11 isn't even in there yet like it, it doesn't seem weird to anyone else that they're making two different mobile games based off of ff11 but yet the servers can't seem to hold more than 1200 people maybe sometimes even less than a thousand <laughs> per server I, I just you know like that's the thing is that in terms of of ips ff11 was never that strong it means a lot to us because we all played it and we all played the shit out of it and the people who who played it love it but if you make a game like this don't you want it to appeal wider than the audience that you already have well here's the thing though if it has nothing to do with the actual windows version it's literally just a single player version for anyone to pick up and play to to go through the story i think you might actually be able to to rope a few other people in and if they can buy gill they can buy life they have to buy stamina to play it you're probably going to recoup your your losses on it mm. i think and I mean, okay, that's like the biggest thing of any final fantasy is the story and this is a way to give lots and lots of people easy access to the story and that's the biggest thing about final fantasy is the story Right. And what is, is what exists? This is the way they will immortalize the FF11 story long after the PC servers are shut down. Right. And the PC version at this point, it's only accessible if you've played before. Chuck's like you could not aneurysm. be you could not be new and come into FF11 no, at this can't. point. It would be next to impossible. But I actually I'm going to I'm going to echo Chuck's point that I actually think that the PC servers will outlast even the mobile game. <laughs> they're not Probably. they're not going down. They're not well, going I think anywhere. That the mobile game will last forever though. Like, the mobile game will be a way for someone random in, like, 30 years to be like, I wonder what FF11 was like back before FF30 came out. Until and Nexon like, goes it up, down. And they'll be able to play the story. Yeah, that's it, until Nexon fa- files for bankruptcy. Maybe Steam will buy it. But I still think the game will exist in some kind of solo capacity. Someone will have an emulator of it. Like, I think you'll be able to play it solo eventually. Like, the mobile game will be FF11 forever. In 15 years, Square Enix will be shutting down private FF11 mobile servers. You can all, <laughs> you can already play it solo, basically. No. Yeah. Yeah, 99% of the content in FF11 could be done solo. You cannot solo. start from the beginning and do the story solo. Uh, M-R-U-A in the chat brings up a great point. <laughs> yeah, great point. Papa Woody is old. Oh. Okay. Easy P. That's out of left field, but okay. What the hell are you doing back in your chair? <laughs> I told you to sit down on the floor. My back is hurting. I'm old. <laughs> yeah. Getting old sucks. Yeah. Are you, are, you ta- are you talking to Juxta about having your back hurt? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> are you trying to garner sympathy there? Uh, Kuki uh, adding this Q&A also uh, Is there any possibility to release an offline version of the game? Uh, We have talked about plans for an offline version several times However, every time we start looking into this The cost is too high and we end up dropping the plan Uh, We do want to uh, make it available But it is impossible to make the entire FF11 game Something that is playable by one person So we would uh, have to uh, take away specific parts For these reasons we currently have no specific projects for this now again but this sound see like this answer seems like they're actually relying on on the mmo aspect on the it. mmo aspect Which, and some of the mechanical oh, right. aspects of the game i don't see well, that it says surviving. Can't play the entire game online so I, I think it could be something like you play the story you play a lot of it solo and then for some events like oh let's do it <laughs> see game. now i i think that square enix could could make a play at something which would be have if they had a a combined universe between the PC client 
and the mobile client. That's the first time in history anything like that has ever been accomplished or even attempted. And I think that Square Enix stands a lot to gain from a technical standpoint by pushing that aspect of the game. Yes, the actual PC client is uh, approaching 15 years old, but... The mobile aspect and saying that, look, you can play this game on PC or on mobile and it's the same. It's sort of like the same selling point that they had by bringing the game out on PS2 and PC at the same time. I think the only way you see them do something like that is, like you said earlier, if they release the Unreal 4 client on PC. I can't imagine they would try to incorporate the old uh, FF11 structure. I, I don't. They they seem to be changing a lot about the uh, about the fundamentals of the way that the PC client worked. I mean, you know, for a long time they they just introduced mounts into eleven. Yeah, it was something that we thought was impossible for the longest time. Sure. They have and, mounts in there now. Yeah, they have mounts. They have. They finally put chairs in. You can sit. But again, we we know that the biggest limiting factor for FF eleven in terms of tech uh, its technological inv- advancement was the PS two and the Xbox three sixty. And with service ending for both. Both of those, we actually have still yet to see the direction that the development team wants to take it in an uh, in an overall sense. So I think with those two limiting factors gone, we actually don't know how bad the sp- how bad or good the spaghetti code they they they've been doing for FF11 for the past fifteen years is true. But uh, best case scenario, the server architecture is still fifteen years old. How well is that going to play with a mobile platform in this day and age? It, it might not even be compatible. Be, it may be perfect. Maybe. It may be perfect because that game was designed for 50 k, 56K modem dial-up. And if you get uh, you know network drops on Wi-Fi or you get network drops from your data plan, I think that, that a... Uh, a, a minimalistic data transfer structure is probably the way to go. It may actually be more beneficial than it is a hindrance. I, I, that's I, we just don't know. We don't know enough about it to to really say for sure. But I think that that's that that's a possibility, and and especially with. Uh, you know, with the two console uh, services ending, yes. we're really going to start, I think, seeing some, uh, 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 you know, some some new stuff uh, in the world of FF11. You and I think that that's going to be interesting. I think that this is just an April Fool's thing that got way out of hand. Square Enix is on the phone to Nexton. That was supposed to be a joke! <laughs> Shut it down! Stop work! <laughs> Well, they'd have to inform Nexon first, I think. <laughs> uh, so, uh, anyway, if you'd like to uh, sound off about uh, the FF11 remake, let us know uh, what you think. Call us at Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715, or LimitBreakRadio.com slash Discord. So, uh, we have reached the finale of the uh, FFFL, yep. uh, it is uh, you know we've been we've been going through a couple of weeks of postseason, and it has all led up to this. It is the Hyper Bowl showdown, and we now go to Escalia with the results of the Hyper Bowl. Good afternoon, FFFL fans, and welcome to Hyper Bowl Sunday. After 12 weeks of grueling matchups, vicious smack talk, heartbreaking losses, and glorious victories, our inaugural season has drawn to a close. First up, in the Uldah Fire Whiskey Bowl, Titans Banana Hammock, in a massive come-from-behind win, has pulled it out against the Besaid butt plugs. Wow. And if there's anything anything we know about the butt plugs, they always pull out. (laughs) 
That's right. Despite losing by over 20 votes in the first half of the week, they storm back to narrowly take the victory in the waning hours of Friday evening. Biggest season comeback, Pops. Yes. Yep. Overall, you will finish third place on the season with the Bisset butt plugs taking fourth. We also have a quick update on our numbers from last week. Despite my heartfelt pleas, the Morty and Jailbirds were able to defeat Hanger's Crucible. No, go away. That is the, that is the truth. Oh, uh, fifth no, place. No, I thought you said we were tied. We were tied, but we did a vote on the air. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. There was a tiebreaker vote that we did on the air. We never last week. We never. Please lose with a bit of dignity. (laughs) Seriously. We. We. This this is actually almost depressing. This is why girls don't play sports. We forgot. We forgot to announce the uh, the winner of that poll. We pulled the chat room to break the tie, and Escalia edged out. The Morty and Jailbirds will finish fifth place in the season, and winner of first overall pick next season will be Hangers Crucible. There, you're still a winner. That's right. Oh, hold I, don't, on. I don't care about your fucking league anymore. <laughs> I don't want to be in next season. Fuck you all. <laughs> Love you, LB Army, but I hate you. Wow. wow okay. Nick is pulling in a Nero there. Wow. And now for the moment we've all been waiting for. The results of the Preparation H Hyper Bowl are officially in. And for an in-depth look at how this game went down, let's head down to the field for a recap. Callow, take it away. From the moment this matchup was announced, it was going to be a fierce game. Even with the clan having such a tremendous winning season, this game saw the two legendary dick ninjas up against each other, and no one was disappointed in this match. Bondage and Servitude came out of the gate strong, thirsting for blood. We've been told that team coach Lightning gave a rousing speech and you can see the fire in her eyes that she imparted into her team. Right from the get-go, range DPS Frayn laid down some good covering fire using both magic and archery to keep the clan on their toes. Try as he might, Raubon could not single-handedly uh, keep his team uh-huh. protected from the vicious onslaught unleashed by melee DPS Tifa. Rosa was able to keep Zidane busy dancing around the field of battle and both healers Quistus and Elfenaud stayed at a safe distance and performed admirably. The biggest upset came when Chantato managed to put herself in a position to drop multiple AoEs on various uh, Bondage and Servitude team members, taking down Tifa, Fran, and Rosa. Uh, The entire match was the closest we've seen all season with both sides fighting tooth and nail. It was Raubon who was knocked out first as he was slowly whittled down, who uh, then turned uh, and then Fran and Tifa turned their attention towards Zidane in conjunction with Rosa. The trio dispatched him easily, but then was massacred by Shantato, unleashing a devastating meteor. And this time, Elfenel got a raise off on Raubon just as Custis pulled off a shocking clutch shockwave pulsar that leveled Shantato and Elfenel. Raubon was able to put down the blue mage for the epic win. has only this to say, fuck yeah, I knew that from the get-go this team had what it takes to kick some ass. In related news, both teams have since been put under investigation for a variety of allegations including bribery, match fixing, usage of performance enhancement, solicitation, and possible prostitution of players. Back to you, Escalia. Wow, and following up on that outstanding coverage, we also have information that uh, Bisset butt plugs have officially been charged with the murder of Cloud this season and have been suspended from the league for upcoming years. Yeah, I don't know what you want me to say. <laughs> oh, shit! Eh. The Caloclux clan might need to be investigated because they were losing until he started showing a pussy on stream. <laughs> 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 there will be a lot of investigation into teams uh, next season. No worries there. Uh, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. A huge congratulations to our winners who take home the title of league champion, the Callow Clucks Clan. And 
Juxta gets to share in that victory. Yes, Juxta, you are also on that team, so you will also be... Yes, uh, I was part of the Klux Klan, Kahlo. Uh, so I was... Uh, I, I, would, I, I also win. I just would like to say that... I think I think all of us win in this one because uh, in your attempt in your attempt to uh, to to you know be a vote whore, Kahlo, uh, <laughs> I saw not just you but several people share the vote poll on Facebook, and I just have to imagine what I, once the voting was done, I deleted that post. <laughs> I, I have to imagine that there has to be questions from like your mom about like what's the Kahlo Klux Clan. Nope, nobody asked any questions. I deleted it so quickly afterwards. Uh, so that's uh, I, I think that that's my favorite part is that at least there's there's at least a handful of people on your Facebook friends group that are like, why did you see some old black lady sitting in the front of a bus? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Oh, okay. uh, I, I just I I I. I Someone will ask you about it. I guarantee you at some nah, point. Not at this point. Because the thing is, there were so many people that I would send that link to. And in the little description, I would make sure to say, I did not pick this team name. My asshole friends did. And I was very specific. See, this is what made this so difficult for me I to actually the, win. I could only send this to like a subset of my friends. <laughs> because there were certain people that I'm just like, nope. Nope, not explaining it to you. They're not gonna get it. Yeah. Nope, they are just not. Doesn't matter. Even if they do get it, nope, it's not. It's not gonna happen. That person is. I want them to stay my friend. <laughs> well, what Calo, is your deal with calling me a racist? Callow, congratulations. You will be drafting last next season. All right, cool. Speaking of next season, we can now officially confirm some changes to the league. First and foremost, we will be expanding to twelve teams. One of the six spaces will be filled by our own kooky persona, but that will still leave five spaces open for the upcoming season. Each host of Limit Break Radio will be able to extend one invite to a person of their choosing Ooh. to join for season two of the mm. FFFL. Exclusive. Yes. Oh, we we will... are open to bribery. Yeah. We are very yeah. open to bribery. Only open to bribery. <laughs> if you didn't vote for me, I'm not picking you. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, so there's like six people who can still uh, pick up my Nico. <laughs> Uh, in addition, next season we'll see the addition of home and away games, meaning every team will have their own location and stadium of their choosing. The last major change will be the removal of the bench position from each team. Oh. Instead, the roles will be a tank, a melee DPS, a ranged DPS, a healer, and a team captain who can be any role but will be participating in the battle rather than Juxta. just coaching from the sidelines. Juxta, that means next season I can't carry you to victory, man. Unless you draft him to be like your tank, I, I wouldn't I, do that. I cheerleaded for you, man. You guys I'm pretty won sure that you only half. you only ended up on my bench after Lightning chastised you for telling her team members to go out and show their tits. That you was Lightning's I, idea. I was informed. You know, you know by who? <laughs> that was during the second well, half, and ah. after I left, they just fell apart, man. Yeah. For more details on the changes to the league for this upcoming season, head on over to LimitBreakRadio.com this Tuesday for a post outlining how the league will run. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is what's going on in the in the FFFL. Thank you all so much for your participation. We'll see you all in Season 2. There we go. And uh, that brings the FFFL to a close. Thank you guys for your voting and for uh, checking out the matchups over at LimitBreakRadio.com. This has been a kind of a fun bit and experiment that we've, uh, that, that we've been trying 
and uh, we pre- uh, you know we've gotten a lot of really great feedback on it. There are some people who really really love this bet. None and, of this was funny at all. Uh, so many people beg to differ. We're looking forward to uh, to, to having those enthusiastic yep. members uh, try to become uh, and uh, you know a part of the FFFL and manage a team uh, in the upcoming yeah, season. Uh, too. In in case I wasn't paying attention to what he was saying, but in case Scalia didn't uh, <laughs> wasn't uh, clear on it, each one of us hosts is going to pick yes a new person to come into yep. the league. He uh, was. We've oh okay. We've also uh, and we said we were open to bribery. We've also mentioned too throwing on the idea that next time we might actually get like a trophy made. Yes, and there will be a trophy for the winner of yeah. Next so season. whoever wins it, whether it be a host or you know a listener that we bring into the league, uh, you will get that trophy to proudly display somewhere. That's right. And we're also we're we're gonna get that trophy and put uh, the Kahlo Klux Klan on. Uh, oh really? On the I get one. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm not to going to any it. trophy store and have time to put Kahlo Klux Klan <laughs> on the front of it. We have to uh, we have to figure out uh, uh, like what to call the trophy. So, I mean, oh that was, that, shit we do that was like yeah because uh in in the league which is one of my favorite tv shows they've got the shiva uh-huh which Obviously you have like the stanley cup in RL yeah and yeah stuff. yeah oh. and then for the for the losers they've got the sacco I, sp- I spent I spent the oh, weekend. I want something for being a loser. Yeah, yeah we yeah, definitely yeah. need. We, <laughs> of course, we need a sack. We need a sacco equivalent, and of course, we'll have that. Um, but uh, we're gonna get that all uh, I think sort I, of straightened out for season two. Yeah, I think on week one of season two, we'll do the presentation of awards. Can it be? Uh, can the loser trophy be like a dirty sock? Uh, I think we should make it related to Final Fantasy. Since this is a Final Fantasy League. Could a, just, a fantasy sock? We could just, we could mount The Spoonie Bard Award. We could, oh, I, I got it. A dirty subligar. Oh, I fucking got it. I got it. All right. So the, the trophy to the winner should be the Minfilia, right? And the trophy to the loser should be the Harshafont. Oh, <laughs> I'd want to lose every time though, because I like Harsha Font way more. Well, uh, you'll probably win a lot. Well, you got we'll, a good, we'll, good track record. We'll call it the biggest plot hole. I think we should uh. just. I think we should just get a placard and put a dildo on it and spray paint it. <laughs> There we so go. We, if we're gonna if we're gonna entice other people to want to participate, and this is a Final Fantasy league, it needs to be Final Fantasy related. Well, it's, and, well and and the thing, the stipulation is, is because I, I love I love the Sacco stipulations on the league. That the rule is is that if you get the trophy, you have to display that in your house all the time. Like it can't <laughs> it, it can't find a place in the closet, the closet or the corner. It's got to be on your mantle place for the entire year until you lose it. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we're going to come up. We're going to come up with a whole bunch of fun stuff. If you'd like to uh, get involved, check LimitBreakRadio.com this Tuesday. And, uh, uh, if you want to be in the league, you better get a hold of the host that you think you have the best chance with. Start bribing. That's right. Uh, so uh, let's check out some emails. Uh, this uh, first email. Kahlo, uh, do you want to take uh, oh, our first I email? Because our first sure email is from Raggins. And I know that you said that you do. wanted to read that. Yes. Except now your tablet does this every time. Why do you even bother? It fucking freezes Living. up. <laughs> uh, hold on. It's loading. Oh, right, my go. God. I got it. No, it's not fault it's your fucking uh-huh. stupid ass tablet with a crack down in there uh-huh. can't even keep your hands on it when you're looking up porn oh whoa whoa not cool man all right here we go all right so i gotta i gotta get into my french accent here oh, geez. Oh, oh, what oh, the hell is wrong with you we 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 bonjour i i'd like to congratulate lbr for being most discussed topic on the blue Garter forum for april 2016 why do you sound like a caveman <laughs> isn't that what the french sound like no oh. 
Right, me, anyway. me was crunching stats. <laughs> <laughs> As I was uh, crunching the stats like you do every month for many years now, I noticed that your LBR Reddit drama was on top of everything, no matter what. It was twice more popular than the feats and almost 10 times more popular than the PAX event. I was even considering trade, uh, changing the drama algorithm for that, which stands for Dramatic Raggins Annoying Metric of Awesomeness. <laughs> no matter how I put the numbers, your topic came out first. Yes! I guess it didn't yes, help that that, idiot. that that fucking Reddit circle jerk community linked that thread to goddamn fucking everyone. Yeah. <laughs> the topic was an obvious bait for Reddit, and it totally worked. Good job on that LBR. Uh, from Raggins, site admin of the order of the... Uh, you know who the fuck I am. Now get the fuck off my forum. <laughs> Thank I you. love it. No he matter what game, metric. Right? So I would now like to propose uh, to my fellow hosts here that every year we go for that award. Uh, for for being the most mentioned Topic. thread in April, yeah. Or well, oh shit, he does it monthly. Yeah, yeah. Dragons, if you do a yearly one, we're fucking going for it. Well, no, I think I, I, we, April one yeah, we year. could shoot for April. Just, April's just a good the, time. Just the April all the time. April, yeah. Well, I mean, you got April Fools, so I mean, I don't think we would forget ah, it. Okay. Guaranteed, there will be LBR drama on the yes. last March of every year. That is correct. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, anyway, th- thank you, Raggins, for that. By the way, let's uh, go to our phone lines here. We've got uh, Strife Lightshade from Sergeant Tannis hanging on the line. What's up, Strife? Hey, how you doing? Hey, Strife. Good. Uh, thanks for calling Limit Break Radio. So, uh, what would you like to talk about today? So, you guys were discussing the Final Fantasy XI uh, mobile reboot? Yes. And uh, I was going through some of the Q&As that they did in interviews back in March 2015 when they first announced that that was happening and that the 360 and PS2 versions would be shut down. Right. So... There's Grandmasters, Fantasy Eleven Grandmasters, which is out in Japan right now, I believe. Mm-hmm. And that is just kind of like a record keeper style, very pure mobile game. But when asked last year about the difference between that and FF11 Mobile, which is the screenshots you showed off today, they said, according to Nexon, Final Fantasy Eleven Mobile plans to offer things like improved party organizing, solo play improvements, better battle functionality, and rich community features, and other tweaked in-game elements. However, it is a reboot of the actual Final Fantasy Eleven client. And when asked in the screenshot you showed off in Japanese, there's a translation talking about the server side of it where they are switching from a standard HTTP model to TCP. What that means is that they're going to have a constant connection to the server so that you can see player movement in real time because that's how the PC client works. So what that really means is that it will run very similarly to 11 with a lot of tweaks to the interface so that it works on mobile, tweaks to making it so that you can solo for some things, but clearly not everything will be able to. And it's probably still going to have those open world zones that we had in 11. Now, Strife, your uh, your your uh, connection is breaking up just a little bit, but before Discord we, hates him. That happens all the time. Before before we uh, we let you go, do you? Uh, I mean, because this is uh, obviously those are all interesting statements and shed a little bit of light on the server structure and the way that it's going to function. But do you see? A either a second PC client that's developed with the Unreal 4 engine to be able to also, uh, you know, play within this, or do you see, uh, you know, do you see um, them reworking FF11? Because it doesn't seem like the way that the two games are are developed that they would be able to play on a unified structure uh, like we were talking about. So, given that, would do you think you would rather see? two 
FF11 PC clients, the Unreal 4 and the old PC client, or do you think that there will be, uh, you know, the, the mobile version, the Unreal 4 version will end up superseding the version we have now? So I, I personally wish the Unreal Engine 4 version would supersede the version we have now eventually. I believe because of Japan's culture, uh, it's going to remain a mobile game because very few people in Japan own PCs for gaming. The only reason FF11 came to the PC was because they knew MMOs in the West were going to be PC and MMOs in the East were going to be on consoles because that's how the Japanese community was. But now a lot of the gaming community has moved from consoles to mobiles, but I see it remaining a mobile game. All right. Well, uh, there we go. Some uh, additional information from Strife Lightshade uh, from Sergeant Tannis. Thank you very much for that call. Uh, unfortunately, it was kind of difficult to uh, understand uh, understand you, but I think we were able to to glean the basics yeah. out of Discord last night was being a bitch too. Dis- Discord does that like only to him. He's my Dark Knight in my raid group, and actually, like every night, it just happens to him. And like, there's nothing we can do about it. Come on, it's Discord. Really Discord does that. Period. Come on. It's like, it's like it likes certain people's connections and hates other people's. It's so uh, weird. So uh, if you'd like to call Limit Break Radio, Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715 or LimitBreakRadio.com slash Discord if you'd like to call in on Discord. Uh, again, thank you, Raggins, for that email. And I don't know, that's kind of just a small personal mark of pride for me that uh, I know. We've, we've been the uh, hottest much, topic. Remember back when we, in our 11 days, like, Blue Garter fucking hated us. Uh, not and and not. Oh, hang on. Rescakri, please have Escalia read his email in a German accent. Anika read her email in her British accent. Pound <laughs> hashtag Nicklea Okay. All right. Well, uh, 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 Musoa uh, requested that uh, uh, Escalia read the next email in, in my German. You're going to read it in German, and uh, Nika, you're going to read an email in in a British accent. We're all oh, racist here. Gosh, seriously. It's going to be great. Yeah. Yes, seriously. Come on, Nika. Have confidence. You got this. Uh, so uh, the next, actually, this next email uh, was, it was requested to be read by uh, Escalia or sure. Kahlo. Since Kahlo read the last Escalia one, we'll go with Escalia. Uh, but again, thank you, Raggins, for that email. And check out uh, Order of the Blue Garter and post on their forums. About us, preferably. Yes, about us, because that really... It just even, honestly, even if it's not about us, just at the end, put LBR so we show up in their metrics more. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this uh, person requested to remain anonymous with their email. Yep. Well met, sirs and madams of LBR. I hope this finds you well. I know not how to express my appreciation towards you all, and many attempts at doing so have met with varying degrees of failure. Nonetheless, I am want to try once more, and on that note, I would like to express my first of many gratuitous exclamations toward Van Host in particular. Truth be told, you were someone I had glossed over, the Van person I had no particular opinion on when I first started listening to LBR. Over time, I managed to get to know you better and had been pleasantly surprised to find and call you a friend. Thank you, Escalia. Thank you for existing. I just love the number six for no reason. Okay, you wrote this yourself. Yeah, come yeah. on. All right. We, thank move you. On. Thank you That's for existing. I, I promise you, if I had written this myself, I would have specifically requested Callow to read it. Did you? Yeah. Why did you request yourself to read it? That's a confusing move right there. Thank you because for Because Callow wouldn't have read it. That's why. <laughs> Not necessarily because they thank me in the next section here. Next. I think that's how we know it wasn't him. Next. 
Confidence is key with regards to your appeal, and many a night has been spent until the conception of your very own show. My experience with LBR has been glazed with the ease of transition from lurker to semi-active participant in the chat, and for that, I have you to thank, Kahlo. Though loath as I am to admit your charisma is... Certainly something. Thank you, anonymous German guy. Moving on. <laughs> LB Army. Those are some I've had the particular pleasure of making your acquaintance. I consider you a family away from my own or regardless, and I would never forget the exhilaration and ease I felt for the first time I dared step out of my circle and brought within your ranks. Thank you so much for making me feel as if I belonged. And to I you, love you. And to you, LBR, thank you for nurturing place full of, albeit rather misconstrued, humor and love. <laughs> I am admittedly in a rough patch in my life right now, which is why I choose to hide behind a veil of anonymity. I merely wish to express just how much LBR and its growing community has helped me through my many a tough time whilst making sure I garner no sympathy for my plight. There will probably be some who will deduce who I am from this humble letter, and if so, pray, do not look at me so. After all, a smile best suits a hero. Ever, ever your most humble listener hailing from Sargitanus, who will, of course, keep listening. P.S. Hello, Skuro, Papa, Cookie. Hi, Nika. Uh, thank you very much for that email. That was a very nice email. Very. Uh, I, I, I've, I, your, your accent was a little off, but yeah, he fell out of it a few times. Yeah, yeah it got it got really tough. It's easier when it's something like I've read before. It's harder to do on things I've never read. Fair. I know it's not like it's, this outline was available for you to read before. Dialogue and FF11 also doing it like an email, like a really well thought out email, is very difficult. But I nailed it. Speak for yourself. It's about commitment. <laughs> <laughs> I am speaking for myself. All right. <laughs> Uh, well, thank you very much uh, for that email. And, uh, you know, here's the thing about, uh, you know, the LB Army and uh, joining the LB Army is, uh, you know, a lot of people think that it's just about supporting the show, uh, you know, uh, chatting along in uh, the chat room or uh, being a subscriber to, uh, you know, to the channel on Twitch or even being a patron. You know, all of these things are important when it comes to, uh, you know, when it comes to supporting the community, but just being an active part, communicating with other members communicating with other fans has been extremely helpful uh, to a lot of our other members being able to form friendships and connections with other people and uh, whether it's just to be able to play 14 or whether it's to be able to find a friend for a lifetime we have done both of those things here at Limit Break Radio it's something that I'm incredibly proud of and so if you're newer to uh, the LB Army if you're newer to uh, tuning into Limit Break Radio maybe you were first exposed to this show uh, through the Reddit drama and you haven't just worked up the, the courage to, uh, to to speak up and introduce yourself because I, I you know I and I'll admit the community can be vicious sometimes uh, the community can be uh, can be brutal we all have very dark and uh, kind of fucked up senses of humor but at the same time it's all done with love and uh, you know if you if you are a lurker you enjoy the show and you always want to become more involved we invite you to become more involved speak up get to know us get to know the rest of the folks in the chat and uh you know just uh become or, uh, become a, a regular member of the lb yeah, Army. Uh, we also mentioned earlier how uh, awesome and inviting our free company has become since we actually have a home base uh, you know i said that i seen like four or five sprouts uh the other day there's constantly people making new mules uh, i talked to some guy in the chat the other day during one of my streams who wanted to know how i keep coming back every single day and playing and streaming the game and i actually seem like i'm having fun i told him the fc was part of it and asked if if he was having a problem he said 
absolutely he was he finds it hard to log on all of his friends have left and stuff and uh, he does live in sweden so there's a big time a time, difference. time gap yeah. but i'm like dude you know if you don't want to i understand i wanted to transfer character over here because who knows who's that who actually plays at your playtime. but make a mule over here see if anybody else lines up and if you have fun over here you know, bring your character too, and he said that he's absolutely going to make a meal, and he looks forward to uh, totally playing with us. Yeah, so. that and that's the thing is that you know, uh, for all of uh, you know, for all of the for all of the is that Ellie Buttons? It is, yes. Oh, Ellie! What's up, Ellie? Shout oh. out! To, shout out to Ellie Buttons. We haven't seen you forever, Ellie. Uh, so uh, anyway, uh, you know, the the thing about uh, you know being a part of the LB Army is that you know, like we do, you know, like. With the Reddit drama, we do stuff that will sometimes piss our own audience off, and we do it because we find it funny or we think it's going to be the most entertaining thing. And you know, we don't we don't apologize, we don't make apologies for the stuff that we put out there because we it's I think that it's all it's all pretty defensible stuff. And uh, you know, we we did get a lot of backlash, uh, whether it be from Reddit or from the BG thread or uh, from the AMA. Uh, and uh, you know that it's we know we know like we know what we're doing we know when we do bits like that when we try to you know poke the bees nest at reddit or uh you know we say something uh that is shocking or horrific it's done with intent and that's i think you know one of the things about uh you know the haters if you want to call them that i guess is uh, and, and the thing that that seems to really dishearten them is that we totally admit and embrace all of the things that they are really quick to point out. Yeah. yeah, but you you just do that for shock value. Well, yeah, that's kind of the point. We're like the human centipede of podcasting. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> what? There was that's a, what I was hoping to be compared to. There was a to. school teacher in Tennessee that got fired for showing the human centipede 2 to his class. Uh, what grade? <laughs> <laughs> Does it matter? <laughs> Kind of, yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, you shouldn't show it to 12th graders either, but, like, if it was second graders, I hope so. Yeah, no, there is, there's definitely, I don't know, if, even in high school, man, I, see, like, for science! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. That's my favorite drop now. Whoa. Good Lord. Whoa. Gross. Anyway, eat a dick. If you'd like to call uh, Limit Break Radio, uh, we're gonna, uh, you know, the the lines are open. Uh, we'll take a couple of more calls if we get them here before the uh, show uh, wraps up. Limit Break Radio on Skype eight one zero five one five eight seven one five or limitbreakradio.com slash discord to join us on the show. Uh, why don't you take this next email, Nika, and do so in a British accent? Oh, gosh, I will try. I'm warning my British accent is not perfect and it does falter a lot. So, um, okay. And I might have to like get in character. It's really hard. Can't believe oh, we're making Complete silence. Come on. Complete silence. Oh, silence. Get into character. Character. Oh. Complete silence. Complete silence, please. <laughs> like, you know, I happen to love Negroes and jazz. <laughs> remember, like, does that really help your character? Get into it. Right. <laughs> Where did oh, that drop come God. from? Who cares? That's got to be an Archer one, right? Sure is. Yeah, it's got to be. <laughs> Hey, hey, folks. Um, I see Mary here. During the post show for episode sixty-one, Escolia talked about starting the next season of FFFL. I had an idea I threw out in chat. 
uh, what if we do an FFFL exhibition match scheduled for FanFest, kind of an all-stars match? We could split the host into two teams. They act as a board, deciding which FF characters they want in a particular role, like season one. Alternately, you could put up polls and let the community decide for each position on each team. Post the match up and let it run till FanFest and you have a little neat bit. And that being said, Melky also up to the stakes. What if we could get SE involved? A face-off between Team LBR and Team Square Enix. All of the same concepts would apply as the LBR hosts game, although it might be a little bit of a pickle working out the team rosters. I would imagine online polls would be the best bet in this case. Post a poll again on the official forums to determine the game outcome and you're done. Hell, if people wanted to go nuts, they could do Twitter campaigns for their favorite team. If SE decided to go all in, they could throw a blurb on the headline ticker on the Lodestone page, or even the FF14 launcher to get more eyes on it. How amazing would that be? Anyways, I better cut this off before I ramble on anymore. See you all in game. Miri Kenneth, The Wanderer's Shadow. I love the idea, but it'll be a cold day in hell before he does that with us. The, the problem there is that Square Enix has to actually then... Uh, Talk to Communicate? Us. Acknowledge our existence? There you go. Acknowledge our existence. Yeah, they don't yeah. do that. Nope. They do not. They go pretty far out of their way not to. Yeah. That said, I do like the idea of doing an all-star game at FanFest. That, that would, be, would cool. be cool. I, w- I would be all for doing it. And that's something that doesn't have to... Uh, uh, exist within the structure of a season. Yeah, either. yeah. No, and, it, you not, know, and we could like rather than doing it online, you could take like a live poll of fans at FanFest to determine the winners. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. One of the things I like about that idea too is, you know, I feel like Barrett was one of my best players, you know, in the coach position. But I'm not going to bring him back next season because we don't have a coach position. I don't want to put him on the field. Mm, He's gotcha. a team captain, though. There you go. Uh, team captain. Yeah. I, I think that he. It was his motivation more than anything. Yeah, team captain's got to be someone who both can like get it done on the field and inspire people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's. Uh, d- by the way, thank you, Miri, for uh, that email and for that suggestion. Uh, depending on how many of us end up going out to FanFest, I think that will end up depending on whether or not we, we would do something like that. But I think that's a great idea. You know, if we end up uh, going forward with uh, an event like, uh, uh, you know, an after party, that's something that could be done at the after party. It's something that could be done uh, while we're live broadcasting from the show floor. Um, so uh, we, we, we really like the suggestion. And and uh, we'll definitely take that to heart uh, moving forward. So uh, let's Got time for another one. Yes. Let's All take right. uh, this next email here from Ramina Garamond. Right. Uh, I've oh, got a big shadow over my head for the last while that I'd like to add to a recurring conversation that's brought up on LBR. Forewarning, this may be more of a rant than anything else. About three months ago, I took a break away from the game uh, and have had a hard time coming back because of the way progression in general works. I'm super sad that I don't love this game like I used to, despite how hard I try. My main issue is this, and they've attached a meme picture of uh, the villain from The Incredibles and uh, says, everyone can be super, and when everyone's super, no one will be. Uh, From beating T5913 to finishing your Zeta weapon, even to owning a full set of new Alexander Midas Savage gear, the longevity of the accomplishment doesn't last as long Uh, as long as something better uh, that comes out and is easier to get or the fight is nerfed uh, belittling the win. I really enjoy your idea of the super gear with low drop rates from high end raids. Uh, that would be something with uh, which could uh, bring me back to the game. Not a heavy P- PvPer, but new gear that's given out for reaching the top of the charts is another good example of what I'm looking for. Basically, I want an e penis that doesn't shrink over time. Uh, don't, we don't we all? Yeah. Damn it. Don't we all? 
Uh, I'll be watching to see what kind of rewards come out of the Palace of the Dead, and I'm hoping that that will convince me to come back. They have another good opportunity to incentivize people uh, with rewards, so I'm hoping that this will turn out to be better than the Diadem. Sincerely, Ramina Garmond of Gilgamesh, and... Uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, Remina, I guess is how it's... P.S. It's pronounced Remina, I love not Remina. You may want to add that at the beginning <laughs> and not as a P.S. Just saying. Lol. Mind blown. Just saying. Just so you know. Uh, I think like that emailer brings up a really good point about that just because I, I have this horror like, vision in my head that we're going to be at FanFest or something like that and we're going to get this announcement that 4.0 is going to follow the same gear structure as 3.0 did and if that announcement comes out... I don't know. I would lose I think my mind. I think it's going to be a big disappointment. It, I think I would, if it's going to follow the exact same. I think Square Enix knows that they can't do it. They know that they can't do that. Do, do they? they? God damn it. <laughs> Fuck you. I, I mean, the drop off in players and subs has been objective. You, yes. That's, it's measurable. The community sentiment has dropped off. That is measurable. Yeah, but that's just because people aren't tuned into Dragons. No, that's not. If we go if, to Alamigo, if, Squ- if Square Enix, be more popular. no, if Square Enix is lying to themselves on that level, then we're fucked long term. It doesn't matter what we do. It doesn't matter what we do. It doesn't matter what they do. This game is just fucked for the long term. It yeah. doesn't matter who you do. <laughs> but I think that they're smarter than that. Panica Hard Nicalia, best hosts ever. Rescafri PS. I'm still waiting for limit breaking Feather Hilda Brand. Oh, uh, Limit Breaking uh-huh. Theater, Hildebrand. Are you guys going to do that? Yeah, I think we're going to do that. Nika, are we still on to do that? Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, sure. Okay. Okay. Yes, that's going to happen. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yes. Okay. I'm going to say yes, too. Just because I don't even know what we're talking about. Kyle, yes. what do you think? Fuck no. Oh. Uh, I don't give a shit. I'm also the champion of the first season of the FFFL, so I can't be seen hanging out with you plebs. Um, There was no nothing in the contract that said that whoever wins gets to make rules like this. Sorry. Uh, No, but there's a thing called free will, Nika. All right. Outside of your classroom, we don't have to do what you say. (laughs) (laughs) We don't need your education. No, no one. Queer. Okay. Is, wait, is that is that is that Lady Gaga too? No. <laughs> God, I hate that song because I have to listen to it like three times a day at work. Where the fuck do you work? Strip club? At any any retail outlet ever that listens to that station? It is played a lot on the radio. Yes, it is. Uh, anyway, all right. Well, thank you very much for that email, uh, Remina. Not. There you go. Ramina. Not nah, Remina. Thank you very much for that. Uh, we've got some older emails that uh, that we should probably. When's take the last a look time at? we actually got to crack into some emails? I know, <laughs> right? Do it. It it has been a while. So, uh, I don't, who wants to read this one from Mesmerized Monk? Okay, I do. All right, <clears throat> Mesmerized Monk here from the Excalibur server. No, I do not main Monk. This has been my online gaming tag for years. That's confusing. Uh, it's just like Jenkins McNinja, who's a paladin. Uh, <laughs> Please, Calo. Bible Thumbun, Holy Love Pound Your Flirt. Okay. I don't... Wait, what? I don't know what that means. Please call right. what? What do we miss? It said like Bible thump them or something. No, no, no. Well, that's that. Those are the those are the icons. Yeah, those are the emotes. Okay. Oh, I think it's please uh, do Hildebrand. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. I get it. Yeah, the the delay on that. Okay. okay. Uh, Okay. I'd like to share how I found you guys really quick and how context means everything. 
I had been listening to Mr. Happy's podcast for a while during the lull for patch 3.1. I was getting pretty bored with this podcast and FF14 itself. Then on this awesome day, Mr. Happy mentioned LBR and the caller Arthas. I had no fucking idea what he was talking about. Shout out to Arthas, by the way, who... uh, Arthars! uh, Who uh, hosted us right before we went live, like as we were going live. Huge shout out to uh, Arthas. So I went on a quest and Googled this LBR and started listening to episode 36. Seven before Arthur's call was even taken, I was lost again. What the fuck are these guys talking about? Hosts kept mentioning the last episode, so I stopped. Started listening to episode 36. Listening from the beginning, I was hooked from the opening of the show to the bitter end with Nika Seven's email. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's the legend. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty Everything legendary. Everything fell in place after I finished episode 37 and finished Mr. Happy's episode. My interest in everything FF14 related was on fire again, and I listened to every FF14 episode LBR had to offer. Nice. You're welcome, Square Enix. Nice. That's a long listen. We saved a sub for you. Also, I'd like to just say, do your goddamn research on shit before you open your mouth about something. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, wow. Okay, is that to I'm people sorry. who don't like us or to us? Because that could be, be either. I just came here to talk about foreskin. Uh, I, I read a lot of posts on the most recent Reddit drama thread, and most of them were ignorant yeah. asshats. Keyboard warriors, or how I like to refer to them as weekend warriors, where they make doing DF horrible on the weekends, in my experience. Yes, what Anero said was out of line, but it was a joke. If you couldn't grasp this, then you were never a true listener of the show, in my opinion. But of course, I'm wrong because I don't agree with them. Though I may not be vocal in chat, I am there. Supporting LBR, FEC, and Refresh 100% on my own level. Patreon and Twitch. Which I'd known about you guys in the 11 years I played Final Fantasy XI. Well, maybe. <laughs> Thank you for all you do. Yes, even you too, Escalia and LB Army. P.S. Nice. This isn't too long to read on the show. No. Uh, thank you very much, Mesmerized Monk. We really appreciate that. And uh, we appreciate your support over at Patreon. So uh, if you guys go over to patreon.com slash Limit Break Radio, you can help support Limit Break Radio. A lot of uh, our longtime listeners have uh, made the jump to supporting Limit Break Radio. And it doesn't take much. It takes a dollar, maybe $5 a month. We've got a lot of uh, uh, different ways that... Uh, you know different levels that you can support at and also get something out of it we've got uh, some physical uh, rewards that we give to people who give on patron uh, just a note our uh, t-shirts are going to be sent out this week uh, or maybe not no we, we're going to be getting them this week they're going to be sent out next week uh, so shirts will be going out shortly thank you guys for uh, being extremely communicative with your shirt sizes that made that process very very easy and uh, so we, we want to invite newer listeners that maybe picked up the show at uh you know at the reddit drama or uh you know maybe have just uh, you know stumbled across the fir- the show for the first time today uh head on over to patreon.com slash limit break radio and consider supporting the show even just a dollar a month over there gets you access to our bonus content and uh because of a sizable gift it looks like that may actually break us into the point of podcasting the post show uh we're we're sort of waiting for the uh, the the uh, details of that to go through, yeah. but uh, it looks like the post show is going to be a uh, a fully supported and podcasted show moving forward. So uh, we'd like to congratulate Kooky and Pops for uh, on their new show, and uh, we'd like to encourage anyone else listening, maybe for the first time, uh, maybe you've been listening for a couple of weeks, but if you like the show, if you get any enjoyment out of it, if if there's any, you know, you just. Uh, 
uh, you know, you spend time with the stream, you spend time with the show, you listen to the podcast. Maybe it's time to help support Limit Break Radio so that we can continue to grow our content. Uh, Mesmerized Monk had mentioned that, uh, you know, they support uh, FEC and Refresh as well. That this is the patron is how we support all of all of those things. So doing and, and the thing is, is that I think you guys have seen a direct quality improvement uh, you know since the patron has started we made a specific promise like look we're going to give you a show each and every single week if if we meet this goal on patron and what has happened is and and I, and I realize the irony of this because we're taking <laughs> we're taking next week off for mother's day <laughs> but well times but even for holidays we've been able to make this show continue to work and function with a full crew and that's because of your support at patron same thing with final encountercast final encountercast we set the goal of going weekly in march we nailed that goal we have continued to go weekly and we're going to continue to do that show on a weekly level now we've got a big piece of news considering final encounter cast and we're going to talk about that on final encounter we're going to hint at it can't talk about it in full because there's still a lot of moving parts in it but there's something really really cool in the works for final encounter cast and the reason that we've been able to move that direction is because of your support at patreon.com slash limit break radio so if you've got a couple of bucks rolling around in uh, in your bank account you've got a couple of bucks uh, rolling around in your pocket maybe you can afford to give up that that, uh, you know, coffee you get every other day. Right. Or if you're willing to give up one coffee a month. Exactly. Or one trip to the fast food place a month. Exactly. Or one cheap hooker a month. Yeah. Right. For a dollar, you can give a pack of gum a month. Exactly. And, uh, you know. Fuck you. That's my gum. And the more people that we get coming in at even just a dollar level, that it's it it all goes to benefit the network. It all goes to benefit the shows that you hear, that you love, that you listen to each and every single week. So again, patreon.com slash limit break limit break radio. Uh consider uh giving even just a dollar a month. That helps us out. Uh and uh yeah, thank you guys for all of your generous support uh over at Patreon. So uh I think that's gonna do it here for us this week we're uh, wrapping up a little bit early but we're going to be jumping on you over know, what there is actually an old email that i think nika should read oh okay oh, all right before oh, we really? before we wrap yes. it up wrap it up right. so from uh it's, it's under old emails or emails old underneath what he's recently bolded uh-huh. it is one two three it is four down it starts in the last episode you talked about how okay, SC- i see it okay yep do you want me to read that yes please okay um, in the last episode, you talked about how SE can accomplish 4.0 without needing the MSQ as a requirement. Well, how, how about just like in Wings of the Goddess, we time travel? We have the... Echo I can tell Nico loves this idea. <laughs> it gets better. Yeah, yeah, you gotta be kidding me! We have the Echo, which has the ability to see into the past. Why not have a whole expansion that acts as a prequel to the current Alamigo resistance plot. Something can happen to Ilbert or some other Alamigo that triggers the echo, allowing us to partake and witness in past events. This could allow us more story on Garlemald's sort of expanding their empire as well. Perhaps this could be similar to campaign. Also, we can experience more of Gaius and Nail in their younger years, being part of the empire, waging war and conquering parts of Eorzea. Also, by doing this, similar to FF11, the jobs we could get would be jobs that aren't practiced anymore in the current time, be it the practitioners were wiped out by the empire or whatever floats your boat thanks for reading first time emailer azure edge of zalera oh god why seriously read it (laughs) read it 
<laughs> P.S. No, I can't read it. You can read, read it. Read it. <laughs> S.E. needs to do something to make Lords of Minion played more because currently it's almost as useless as the American school system. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, yeah, the doy. <laughs> that was brutal. Oh, how you feel, Nika? Doing okay there? I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, while that idea is, that is sarcasm, cute, it, I think it works. I mean, the Echo already kind of does that, so there's not really a reason to have a whole expansion like that. But. Uh, I, I, I look. Uh, by the way, thank you, Azure Edge of uh, Zalera. Thank you for your first time email. And it's not that we want to discourage you from ever emailing again, but I really don't like the idea of time travel, a la Wings of the Goddess. I mean, it was yeah. fine for Wings of the Goddess, but it's <laughs> if that's the direction that we were going to return to it's just, I don't want it would need to be different like Wings of the Goddess also was like what you find out it was like an alternate timeline right all this other right. stuff going on right Wings works because you were like trying to stop someone who was trying to change the past whereas this would like the echo lets you view the past now, and you wouldn't actually be able to affect anything uh, I, I will mention though that all those things that you mentioned all those cool plot points and seeing different people rise to power and stuff like that those are all really cool things that would be nice to see yes exposition uh, of past events I think is good but they already do that I mean when you think about uh, the way that they gave exposition about uh, uh uh, the the knights uh, in heaven's word, uh, you know, those were flashbacks to events that had happened in the past with the archbishop and, uh, you know, with uh, uh, with King Thoradin. And so I thought that those were really nice narrative ways to do that. And really, you only need the echo. Like, that's all you need. You need the echo to be able to to, to, to show somebody the past and that's it. And so yeah, having think, an I entire expansion that's set there, I, I'm not sure that I would uh, be as into that. Yeah, I think enough of this will come with the next expansion anyway. Like, if we do go to Alamigo and we liberate it from growing mold, like, we will get enough echo flashbacks to see how it started anyway that I think a whole expansion set in the past wouldn't... I feel like to, to play that idea out, we would have to bounce back to the present every so often. I feel like it just... Plus, how do we bring know. the gear that we obtain back to the present if it's it's not real. It is real. Well, it's just in the past. If no, it's but real. If we, it just got destroyed. Echoed. So we'd go back, save it, and then bring it back. Same thing where they said, like, jobs that aren't practiced anymore. I think I think that is a cool idea of somehow we can um, dig up an ancient job that doesn't exist. Like, maybe Samurai is a thing that doesn't exist anymore, but we travel somewhere and we get it and we bring it back with us. That would be kind of cool. But I don't think we need to go to the past to do that. Yeah, no, I agree. I don't I, I, I don't think that there's a strong enough narrative reason to have to go to the past. I agree, especially with the point of just samurai not existing anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right, let's uh, let's read two more emails, actually, here before we wrap it up. Whoa, whoa, whoa I know. I know. It's crazy. Uh, so, hey, guys, Marty K here. No trolling this time, I promise. First, uh, I'd like to write an FMFFL on behalf of whomever fat fingered the price of a zoo horn and allowed me to buy it at three. 350k instead of the 3 million gil. There was zero hesitation on my end As to buy well, it. there shouldn't be. Good scoop for you, buddy. Uh, second, about the Animal Quest, uh, and this is going back a little bit. This uh, email is a little bit old, but yes, this uh, part is dreadfully boring and easy, and the quest text Geralt uh, not so subtly says that making the weapon hyperconductive is very similar to soul glazing. So I wonder uh, how the cast and audience might feel if we had another light farm-style task ahead of us, spamming the same primal as much as you can in a two-hour window got really old uh, really fast for me. Uh, with this step being so easy, I can't help but wonder what 
quote-unquote fun awaits us in 3.3. Thank you for all that you're doing, Marty K of Sergeant Tannis. Thank you very much, <coughs> Marty K. I don't think we have to worry because uh, based on what they have hinted and what we've seen so far is they're going to be giving us multiple ways to do each step so as yes. not to get burnt out on And it. that's actually the thing that I like about the Anima versus the Zeta. The Zeta was very, very linear in terms of its progression. You had one choice. It, it set you out with a set of uh, tasks to yep. do and you did it. And but the nice part was- about Anima is that there has been so far except for the uh, fate grinding stuff yep. there has been a way to uh, do that in multiple yes. and with Zeta when you were progressing Zeta that was the only thing you were progressing but when you're progressing with anima you're getting other shit done too like farming and yes well not the gordius matters anymore but you know doing uh beastman quests for example right money getting paid right right or xp well i mean light farming is technically a multitude of ways of doing it that's true although there is a sort of regimented uh uh you know very narrow thinking in terms of what gets the most you know what i mean like when when people are trying to get the most out of it they'll you know we we saw the light farming parties they'll sit around and do garuda hard you know 45 times in uh two hours as opposed to actually doing something a little bit more fun and challenging that you know doesn't give as good of lights it's probably just because the the super garuda farm was just so much more effective than anything else well yeah but and and the the community will do what's most effective but i think that it exposed a flaw in that system is what my point is uh juxta you want to take this uh final email from mallory archer on behemoth i like that i love that name by the way sure okay it says hi i am a new player i have been playing new player no no you're you're juxta that's that's terrible stop it stop it i'm a nero I've been I'm playing Kylo. for just over three months now, and I've been doing the challenge Dad log, which has brought me to the gold saucer. Once I like to call there, jokes. I was there. I found this game, quote unquote, called Lords of Reminion. Holy shit! This is the best game ever. Oh wait, no, no, <laughs> no. This, this is think. garbage game. Oh. Okay. I'm, I'm it's, garbage. it's garbage. It's garbage. It's garbage game. I don't understand it. I've checked guides and YouTube for strats, which I've tried to copy, but it seems like my minions never attack the opponent's minions when I try to attack them. They just stand next to the opponent's minions looking retarded while I get (laughs) wrecked. I can't pass the seventh trial. Should I just stop while I'm ahead, or is this game actually worth learning? No. Yes, it's worth learning. No, it's not. Oh. Also, how about maybe a noob tips segment? Sure, don't play Lords of Reminion. It couldn't be worse than the XL or whatever the hell it's called. Ice burn. She's Mallory. Thanks, guys. Mallory Archer on Behemoth. No wonder they hate the FFFL. Mallory Archer, it's clearly a girl, and girls don't like sports. That's true. Fair enough. They do like minions. I like hockey. Anyway, thank you very much. Thank you very much, Mallory, for uh, emailing the show. We did do uh, a show a while back uh, that was sort of like a noob-friendly episode, but I, I just uh, I don't really know. Like, we did it once. Why would there be a reason to go back and do it again? Yes, the content's still valid. Exactly, yeah. Your low-end your low end content is never really going to change. It's all going to be fates and dungeons. And now we have the Hall of the Novice, at least. Well, and that is actually even less of a reason to do it because the game instructs you on what it wants. And implicitly. we have a mentor chat. Exactly. There's no re- there's no 
reason for LBR to go back and 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 uh, cover. Yeah, like maybe you should go talk to Mog Talk. Uh, but Mallory, we want to thank you uh, for the email uh, and uh, for listening to Limit Break Radio. Uh, all right, we've we. You know what? I just I want to. I've got. There's one last email. That no, we, no, yes, no, it's no. Out of the question. I'm sorry. I, I, we, we've got. It's there's just one that we didn't read here, and it's going to bother me if there's just one unread email. Can I read Come it? On, yeah, go for it, Kahlo. Read it. Where's it at? Uh, it's <laughs> where's it? No, I'm reading it because it's in front of me. Hey, crew, this is Evangeline from the Gilgamesh server. I wrote a letter about uh, around 3.0 talking about the funnel content SE has been doing since 2.0, which had me thinking is the reason SE keeps making more horizontal content at the leveling process 1 to 60 is because uh, of their mistake in making so little horizontal content at the end game, which resulted in end game players leaving which leaves only those leveling players 1 to 60 playing, which affects their decision when they make new content outside of the preset mold. Their numbers show more leveling players than endgame players. That, that was, was the longest wow. run-on sentence I've ever seen. Huge run-on sentence. Uh, with this in mind, how do you feel uh, that SE can break this problem uh, process of leveling, hitting endgame, and then getting bored and leaving the game? Love the podcast. Thanks for reading the letter. Uh, side note, I see why you guys make fun of Fusion X. Don't get me wrong. He's a nice guy, but he tends to talk over people and seems a bit narrow-minded on the subjects unlike you guys. But you Whoa! like a Nero? Ice burn on fusion. Jeez. First kill. Thank, you th- don't like Fusion X because he talks over people, but you, you like a Nero? Uh, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. We, we talk over everyone. That's here. true. But That's a true. Nero is open-minded. That is true. He is. No, he's not. He's not open-minded at all. He always says the same thing over and over again. <laughs> but he's open-minded. Uh, we'll go with open-minded, uh, air quotes. Uh, anyway, thank you, Evangeline from uh, Gilgamesh, for sending in that email. Uh, I We've talked about this a lot. I think that the biggest thing that they could do is bring break the eye level gear structure and allow a fast forward button for those players who are dedicated enough to either grind out end game content or or grind insane amounts of normal content and yeah. then we're not we're not just talking about like the uh you know the the types of challenges that are associated currently with anima or even the zeta steps but i mean we're talking like double triple even 10 times that amount of grind until the eye le- the the step in the eye level process is deemed the where the community is within the progression. Kill ten thousand marmots, and then and then at that point ease the ease the requirement to something that is Kill a thousand ob- obtainable in that spirit of, in, in that period that. of time. So, Callow, I think I like the marmot scale of difficulty. <laughs> <laughs> that's I, I think that's been my biggest suggestion uh, for ways to adjust the current loot structure to be able to uh, provide people a a bigger incentive to keep them raiding and to keep them playing and to keep them grinding far past what we have now i think from now on that's what we're that's what i'm going to use to uh to convey difficulty to people is how many marmots would you have to kill in equivalent to that? <laughs> I really enjoyed back in uh, 2.0 when we had the Garuda scale of time. Like how many Garudas? <laughs> how many Garudas? 
How uh, many how, how many Garudas does it take to kill 10,000 Marmots? That's right. Yeah. Uh, all right. That's going to do it for Limit Break Radio. Thank you guys so much for listening live here at twitch.tv slash Limit Break Radio. If this is your first time or you're just stumbling across this show, hit that follow button and come and join us each and every single Sunday, except for next Sunday when all of us are going to be doing the right goddamn thing and visiting our mothers. Not do me, the same. No, do the same fucking thing. Do the same thing. Go. Don't have time to play with myself. Go. Go visit. That was so weird. Go. Go visit your moms. Go enjoy the day with your moms. What if you don't have a mom, Nero? Uh, then find 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 a nice older matronly lady even, that you can give flowers. Even to. Nika will be your mom. Even, even if your mother is passed, you can take flowers to her fucking grave. That's true. It just, Unless she's cremated. Just, her you have some place. Oh. Then Eat Nika. <laughs> I'm just trying. You know, you're not being sensitive to everyone's oh feelings. Oh my god. Oh anyway, god. no. Seriously, go uh, enjoy the day. Be with your family. Uh, tell your moms that we all say hi because we've all met them. Anyway, see, ah. mom. in case you have two of them, he's being sensitive, Nika. Yeah, he's open minded. Look, look at my cultural sensitivity on display. <laughs> Greatest conversation ever. Uh, seriously, no. Go go spend time with your moms. Enjoy the weekend. That's what we're gonna do and then uh, make sure that you join us the following Sunday that's going to be Sunday May 15th here at twitch.tv slash limit break radio for episode number 63 uh, we don't know what we're going to be talking about yet we're probably I think on the on the slate there's going to be a limit breaking music uh, and uh, maybe hopefully we'll, lots of emails send us fucking emails yeah send emails host at limit break uh, you can uh, also uh, make sure you can call us live on the show while we're live, Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715 or LimitBreakRadio.com slash Discord. Send that friend request. Uh, send that, uh, you know, get uh, the Discord link bookmarked so that you can be ready to call Limit Break Radio next Sunday, the 15th, May 15th, here on Twitch.tv. Which slash is a very important day. It is? It's my birthday. Is it? Yeah. Oh. May okay. 15th, bro. Oh, shit. I got to get your Today present. is Yoshi's birthday, right? Uh, Aging Dr. Boy. Uh, Dr. Uh, birthday Boy. Today's. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was funny. Yeah, today's Yoshi's birthday. <laughs> By the way, happy birthday to uh, the great Yoshi. 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 Yes. Do your job. Get back to work. Anyway, uh, no, seriously. Uh, happy birthday to Yoshi P. Shout out to uh, everyone listening. Thank you, guys. Uh, thank you to all 234 of you that stuck through the entirety of the program. And, uh, of course, a shout out and thank you to Arthurs, who uh, gave us a nice host there right at the beginning of the program. Thank you guys for hanging out and for being a part of the LB Army. I'd also like to thank my crew, Escalia, Kahlo, Juxta, and Nika. We got Papa Woody being our intern and kooky persona firewall number one producer thank you guys so much for all you do for limit break radio i'm an hero keep listening Limit Break Radio is a production of LimitBreakRadio.com and Bender Media Productions. Today's episode was produced by Nero Grigori, Kuki Persona, and Escalia Ryumasa. Final Fantasy XIV and Eorzea are trademarks of Square Enix. Funding for Limit Break Radio is provided by Miri Kennett. Happy birthday! 
Captain Failboat, Zurian Urexen, Azura Giacho, Bianca Forwin, Kalina Ashsaber, Thor Carson, My Waifu, Satori Komeji, Darbykins, Sakura Chan, and fellow Limit Break Radio listeners. To support Limit Break Radio, visit patreon.com slash limitbreakradio. Opening music in this episode from Daniel Lambie. Listen to Man with the Machine Gun and other great tracks at facebook.com slash Daniel Lambie Metal Gamer. Closing music in this episode provided by Husky by The Geek. Listen to this and other great Final Fantasy XIV and video game rock covers and original music at facebook.com slash Husky by The Geek. In-game graphics for Limit Break Radio's Twitch stream are provided by Diamond Multimedia. Check out their line of AMD graphics cards and other hardware at diamondmm.com. Limit Break Radio and its hosts are solely responsible for its content. 